Welcome to episode 47 of the Current Backloggers. The date is December 30th. I'm your host, Casey P. along with my good friend and co-host, Cody G. Cody, how's it going? It's going, man. How are you doing? I'm good. <laughs> um, we're over Discord again today, so if there's some yeah. weird yeah, audio, that's the reason. Uh, there's another outbreak of uh, COVID at my work. Um, this is a bunch of guys that I don't really see. I see them once in the morning and... Uh, they kind of put them off of their own area. They got like a little microwave. It almost looks like I'm because I have to walk through their area at, at like 3 a.m. doing rounds and stuff. Kind of looks like a homeless guy moved in up there. They got like all their shit set up and uh, it's like ramen noodles and granola bars and microwaves and shit. So, yeah, besides that, you know, um, it's been pretty nice. So they gave us like a, a COVID bonus, a Christmas bonus. And they're like, hey, we can only have two people at a time because of the. <laughs> The two outbreaks, so uh, we're just going to pay you for your days off. Well, that's fucking sick. So, yesterday I slept. While I slept for eight hours, I got paid for it. I was sitting at home. That was a nice feeling. Um, I'm starting to get this, uh, like, this the socialist kind of thing. I kind of like it. I actually become a big uh, Andrew Andrew Wang fan because of it. Uh, it made me realize, like, wow, getting paid for doing absolutely nothing is fucking awesome and fucking sick, and I love it. I don't think he said his last name correctly. I'm not sure, but I don't think so. Andrew Wang? Yeah, I don't think you quite got that Wang right. Gang? It's like penis, you know? Yeah, I don't think that's right. Um, yeah, I think it's nice for a short period of time, but I feel like even if I was a millionaire, eventually I'd want to do some kind of work because it seems nice because it's different, but once that's all you do, I think you just go crazy. No, dude, it's pretty cool when the government just prints off money and uh, there's actually no backing and uh, inflation doesn't exist. Uh, we can just, you know, there's no deficit. We just print off money and it doesn't matter if it's 600, 2,000, 2 million. We can just print it off for everybody till we just uh, ruin the dollar bill till the uh, only thing left is uh, China's uh, virtual currency in uh, 2028 whenever they surpass the U.S. market with their uh, virus war they got going on right now. So once that happens, we can actually just print off money. We can all just exist in our apartments. Uh, it's like a VR thing. I, I honestly, I think with, with capitalism, it's our only route is to, to go that way. Um, uh, I think uh, that's that's the only way that we can go forward from this. We're at this late stage capitalism. Uh, all of our issues are definitely not from government interference. It's actually from the government not being involved enough. So if I could just have more government, I think uh, we'll be safe. You know, it's definitely not over government caused the, the housing market uh, um, bubble and uh, government involvement definitely didn't affect student loans. Uh, the government's actually pretty innocent and they've just been printing money. So they can just print, print us some more money and you'll be fine. You'll just sit at home and watch your Netflix and your Disney Plus. Uh, you'll exist. Um, till Bill Gates finishes up his population control and then they'll just start knocking on your door and pop it's all over well so I'm, I'm fucking excited I don't know how do you feel about it I feel like you're being a tad fascist but um I no, think dude, I'm a big big fucking Andrew Andrew uh, vagina 
Big oh. fan is part of the, the Wang gang. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Yes, yeah, print off some more money. Let's just make it 2000 instead of 600 Um, I think if you're thinking Bill Gates is doing uh, population control, though, you should be a fan because you said that's why you like Thanos. So it's kind of like bring it to real life. Yeah, that's a... Uh... Jesus. You know, I think my I was uh, I went grocery shopping and I was really on edge. Um you're co- you already got gas at Costco. It's a fucking mess. It makes no. sense, but it's based it's purely like lines. But see lines make sense and work when you're outside of your car, but I feel like when people get inside their cars, Joe Rogan talks about this. When people get inside their cars, they it's like a fucking switch flips on them and they become huge assholes and like these people, if they're in grocery store, like, oh, excuse me, <laughs> excuse me, get by you. And they step, they get on a highway, and they're like, oh, they're fucking cutting people off, and they're blasting tool and God smack, screaming, flipping Ugh, off each why? other. Why? But then the second they get out of their car and they go into Costco, like, oh, excuse me. So the Costco design of their gas station makes sense. There's a line, and you, you wait in it, and it's usually pretty busy. But uh, we got cut off in it by this huge fucking ass. We went across like three lanes just to get in front of us. Um, and his Lexus, which a Lexus is just a, it's a Japanese car. It's just a, it's not even that cool. It's just a souped up, it's an overpriced Toyota and you're cutting across lanes of traffic with your Pagoda sticker. And I want to punch you in the head while you're pumping gas. I stared at him though, for a long time, trying to make eye contact, you know, keep it like that. I'm the alpha male thing, make him look at me. And then he looks at the ground. So he knows I'm in control. But he wouldn't do it. He wouldn't look at me. Um, and then I was grocery shopping. And I was like, God, I fucking hate people. I'm real angry today and screaming at people and like, move, go, go, go. Uh, even like the cashier stupid jokes where like a, we left uh, alcohol in the. It was a cute joke. He's being nice. We left alcohol in the. The bag here. He's like, oh, I'll watch this for you, man. I'll take good care of it. And we're like, oh yeah, I bet you will. And I was like, God, I'm such a fucking asshole. This guy's so nice to me right now. I'm getting aggravated. And I think it's because uh, I ran out of podcasts and I've been listening to a lot of Sam Hyde and Alex Jones. And they are high energy. I was like, God damn, I got to chill the fuck out. Between them and Tim Dillon, listening all three of their podcasts, I was going a little bat shit. So I was like, I need to take a break on it. I need to relax. A little high, high strung, a little high energy today. So the um the Sam one, does he talk about like house parties and um Oh, uh, you know you know who else makes that stupid joke every time? Renee. Renee, every time. <laughs> I wanna say it's a stupid joke. It's a joke, but I wanna say it's stupid. Just putting those two next to each other is just Well, I know Sam Hunt's obviously far more capable and impressive, but they're similar. Yeah, far less racist and uh, alt right. <laughs> <clears throat> but I, I put Tim Dillon in there. He's a he's kind of like a left leaning libertarian. And he's gay, so got Alex Jones and Sam Hyde and uh, Tim Dillon. You know, but Tim Dillon, he's high energy too. He'll he'll bark you off about some liberal shit sometimes. <laughs> so I feel like uh, I just got to chill on that shit. I got to listen to some calming stuff. Not not so uh, high strung. Yeah, are you gonna follow through with that though? No, no, I'd uh, <laughs> probably hit play with Alex Jones right after. Right now, uh-huh. he's getting into. Uh, um, well, here I could 
it's because it's not on YouTube. It's not audio. I can we can jump into wherever he is right now, and I guarantee you it is a high strung, fucking shit show. Let's listen. It's insane. Yeah, try instantly ageless today. Oh, I fucking love his ads, dude. They're so ridiculous. He'd be like, "Listen, right now the globalists are taking over," and I'd be like, "Try our vitamin C supplements to fight the communist China involvement in your health." That's GCNLife.com. Thirty-day so money back. Oh, calculations that the corporations are all going to force us through corporate governance to do. That's what world government is: is corporate governance. So that's that's where I've been. That's where I'll probably be right after this too. I'm gonna go make some spaghetti. Listen to Alex Jones and pass out probably. Do you think we're gonna get flagged for Freebird playing there for like a half second? I heard it. I got nervous. <laughs> Did you see me? I start pressing fast forward real quick. Yeah. His. Uh, if you guys ever get a chance, just go listen to his ads. They're the best. Um, middle of like talking about some crazy shit, he'll just bring one up and cut to this. Really good ads. I. Uh, yeah, that's what I've been doing. How how high high energy? How strung are you right now, Casey? Well, you can probably tell by my voice I'm pretty jacked and energetic, right? Yeah, you're pretty fucking mellow right now, i got to be honest. <laughs> um, <laughs> I didn't think I was particularly mellow. I just feel like I always kind of have the same tone. I know I didn't do my overtop intro, but I feel like I've been doing that almost every time. So I got to not do it sometimes so that way you're not expecting it every time, you know? You, you just always sound like Brian Posehn. I think that's what it is. I don't think I've ever sounded like him. <laughs> Everybody write and stop what you're doing. Stop, pause this podcast and go look up Brian Posehn interview or something. Tell me that's not Casey. <laughs> yeah, actually, I'd be curious for that, too, because I feel like a couple of our friends said I sounded like it, but then there's I feel like I don't hear it at all. So I'm curious to get more people's opinions on that. <laughs> um, I think two of the people on my side, though, is uh, I might have been I might, They might not have been. I feel like your brother and Danielle were like, I could hear it. I could hear it. Um, the people yeah. I remember, I think it was definitely Danielle, but she's a, a hater. And then <laughs> I think it was the late Cabal is who you're thinking of. Oh, R.I.P. Yeah. If you're listening, Cabal, um, we still love you even though you don't love us. I'm sure he's listening. But, uh, before I get into what I've been up to, did you want to talk mm -hmm. about Indianapolis since you weren't here last week? Yeah, we could talk about it. What about it? Just see how fun it was. Yeah, I know if you want to talk about the adventures and what we did, I didn't want to do it without you since I've been there multiple times. Yeah, it was cool, man. It was like a Hallmark moment where we're like downtown and they're projecting all this like Christmas shit on their buildings. This real pretty downtown area and then it starts fucking just a little bit of snow. A little bit of snow. And there prior, there was like a fucking soup kitchen. This guy was handing out like, bar he was like doing barbecues for the homeless. There's like a fucking UN camp out there so they're just wandering around they're like waiting in line to get food and you can tell they're all trying to compete on who to ask for a change but still end up asking us anyways i just waiting in line for a fucking hot dog and they're like ah change change and like, the fuck did casey take me to this like a ground zero or some shit uh but then later we come back i don't, I don't know if the cops came through there we're like all right listen everybody's getting off work here comes all the normal people yeah go on just spraying with hoses or something but uh once the free food got out of there they were they were gone and there was like a fucking movie scene with hallmark snowflakes it's like oh god isn't it great to get to go home to a house to sleep in tonight 
So glad they cleaned out all those homeless that were here. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was weird. There were some, uh, do you remember the two, like, white trash uh, gangsters? Yeah. Uh-huh. I think they were dressed in 2005 or some shit. Um, I was like, dude, what the fucking... I told you it was, like, Charleston, West Virginia on crack. Um, what do you think of Portillo's? That was the reason we went there. You never had it. Oh, it was delicious, man! Such good food. Uh, the cake, the cake—they have this like cake thing where they take a whole piece of cake and chop it up <laughs> in a milkshake. It is fucking sweet, <laughs> and sweet in both ways. Is in like, I don't know, makes your teeth hurt. It was good, but it was just too much cake. That was my biggest complaint with it. It was just <laughs> they wanted too hard on the cake, cake uh, shake. That's surprising to feel like everybody likes it, says that's what they like about it. That's why I know I wouldn't like it because I don't like chocolate cake to begin with and then chocolate shakes I don't like. Yeah. That's the word I'm looking for. It was rich. Unlike the homeless people that were there. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. See what I'm saying, dude? I got to get off the fucking Sam Hyde, uh, Alex Jones train over here. That was a joke. But, uh. Yeah, it was fun, man. And then, uh, fuck, where else did we go? Into that War Memorial place? Yeah. Had a lot of cool stuff there. They had more. It was like, oh, it's to celebrate American veterans. And I felt like there was more stuff in there from the enemies than there was, uh, was us or the U.S. There was a shit ton of, uh, Hitler stuff. Nazis and yeah. Imperial Japan and um, there's a piece of the Pentagon there too. I could still see like the C four marks on it. It was crazy. Oh, <laughs> I just we're talking about Alex Jones. I had to. <laughs> I can see right where the drone missile went right, right to the front of the Pentagon. Um, uh, what did you? Uh, I. Guess you want to talk about fries? You're trying the other place we went to. That's oh you. yeah, we went to to Fry's electronic store. I filmed it, so maybe I'll make a video of it. Well, I will. I just don't know when it'll be done. Uh, that place is fucking dead. I found some Reddit posts on the Indianapolis Reddit page where they're like, "Yo, is Fry's going out of business?" Like a year and a half ago, and everyone's like, "Dude, I don't know. This place is empty." You know, like, dude, there's no way it lasts till September, and that was like a year ago, and uh, they're still hanging on. Uh, there's nothing. There's literally nothing on the shelves. <laughs> there's uh, my favorite part was there was an area they called PC parts, and you went through it, and there was what was it? Oh, it was car cleaning kits. There's an entire aisle, like a a fifty foot aisle of just uh, the same car cleaning kits repeated. It was really weird. Did you see that aisle? No, but I saw many instances like that where the sign didn't match the product. <laughs> there was the one area called Small TVs. And it was completely, there was nothing on the shelves. It's really weird. So if you're near a fries, definitely go and check it out. And uh, when Casey told me we were going there, I got excited because I knew this place is kind of infamous on YouTube right now for being empty. And it's a cool store because uh, they always choose a theme. And then the whole store is themed around it. So Indianapolis was race cars. Um, and then Roswell, 
I think it's in Roswell. So the guy told me. I thought it was in the California for some reason. It's a UFO themed. Um, they kind of, I don't know. Some guy got on there and started talking to him about how Fry's is infamous for not paying their bills. So I think that's what it is. None of these companies trust them anymore to send them product mm-hmm. and expect payment. Um, they had a lot of cool Blu-rays, though. Some of the, like a well-stocked Blu-ray. Not like your stereotypical, like, Avengers and Disney shit a thousand times. But, like, obscure horror and just... Uh, a really good selection. That was the only thing that was a really good selection. Uh, there was the video game section. Do you remember what was in the PS4 section? I don't remember exactly. I know it was very minimal. It was four copies of Metal Gear Solid. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> that's, they, you could tell they tried to spread them out, too. Like, like okay, these are four copies. And they really spread it out over this, like, 30-foot aisle. But yeah, I was filming it, and then the guy is clearly, I'm guessing, the manager or something. Um, he was like, uh, can I help with anything, sir? And I was like, uh, no, I'm good, man, just looking. Uh, actually, we can't film in here. Uh, this, uh, <laughs> the sign out front uh, says, I don't remember, he said kind of douchey about it. but um, He's dressed in all green and was Kermit the Frog. <laughs> yeah, hello there, uh, folks. Uh, actually, I uh, can't film here. Um, he was like, yeah, the front, uh, right as you come in, the big sign says you can't film in here. So I spent the next 20, 20 30 minutes in the store filming and he didn't say anything again. But when I left, he was super nice to me. And I was like, bro, I've never been to Fry's before. I could tell he's trying to cover for the fact that it looks like uh, you you made a good comparison. You said it reminded you of um, a store that had been looted. Yeah. There's even like a, like a little alarm thing going on. Uh-huh. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> Just a ghost town. Um, it was fucking because you said you'd been there recently and it wasn't that bad yeah I was going to say when you said that post was from a year and a half ago that's surprising because I was there a year ago and it wasn't very busy but that's what was so weird about the building is massive bigger than like any Best Buy or anything and yeah. all the uh, shelves were stocked so when you told me that I was like what because I knew it wasn't didn't seem busy as far as people, but the products, I was like, man, this place is fucking stocked. And they had a cafe that was relatively busy for how slow it was. And now it's completely shut down when we were there. Not just like closed, but like demolished. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of falling like apart. Full old displays too, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So very different from a, a year. And I don't think it's just because of everything going on right now. I'm sure that accelerated it. But it already seemed like it was a, a thing in the past when I went, but somehow just was well-stocked and had a lot of stuff, but definitely not anymore. I could have, uh, just to tell you how great these blue this is the best Blu-ray section we've seen. I probably could have dropped a five, $600 in on some Blu-rays, man. <laughs> some really, like, obscure shit. But uh, when we get into pickups, I only bought, like, four. You know? They even had, oddly enough, uh, Retro Magazine. This is a magazine out of England. That I've always wanted to get a subscription for. They had a, they had that there. They had that there with the newest issues. So I don't. If you're near one, please even go out of your way. Just go to one. It was so fucking interesting. <laughs> and the cashier tried to tell me he's like, "Oh, we're the farthest one on the east coast. That's actually why we're so empty." Come with the frog here. Uh, Miss Piggy didn't fill out the forms to uh, get new products in. But he said because uh, they're the farthest one on the east coast that they didn't get items. It's like, bro, don't lie to me. I know, I know all the fries are like this right now. Like, why are you sticking up for this company? 
I get you work there, man, but be honest with yourself. If they fired you today or you left today, they wouldn't give a shit. They would just immediately replace you. Like, you don't have to take this so personal. So fucking look around. You're on a sinking ship. You guys have your PC parts are full of car cleaning kits. Or even if you don't want to make an excuse, but you're worried about it. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I don't know why you'd make up something like that. Yeah, it's definitely, uh, it takes us a couple weeks to get items. So you're yeah. telling me everything sells out in the store in two, in two weeks? All the small TVs. <laughs> all the small, where did all your small TVs go, dude? Oh, Jesus, man. Small TV section. Uh, I feel bad because I feel like they were already dying and Corona just shot them in the face. Yeah. So, um, God, it was sad. They even had to sign up for the payphone area. <laughs> I filmed it all. I don't know when I'll edit it, but eventually I'll put it up on YouTube. So if you guys want to, you guys get a better better idea what I'm talking about. Anything else you want to talk about with Indianapolis? Uh, so we went to that fizzy, fizzy pop. Um, rocket fizz. Rocket fizz. That sounds so sexual. Uh, which one of those just uh, just got blown up in Tennessee? And you said you went to that one, right? Yeah, that's uh. We were right in that area for a decent amount of time, obviously, oh, a year ago or whatever, so not like we were in danger. It's weird to think about that we were right there where it happened. I'll bet you $25 that guy's an Alex Jones listener, though. <laughs> they said he was there to blow up, uh, blow up the fucking, because he's tired of the 5G, 5G yeah. towers, so he blew up uh, a headquarters or something of, of theirs. Yeah, at t the, the importance of it. But... The other conspiracies, people are already getting balls deep into it. Uh-huh. I guess there was a supercomputer there that was somehow involved in the Donald Trump's uh, push for um, voter fraud. Yeah, I heard that. There's uh, video evidence that shows a missile hit the downtown. I don't know if you've seen that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see that one. Dude. I forgot about that. It was a missile. Yeah, rocket uh, hit, a, hit the rocket fist. You know, that's the sad part is these people throw shit at the walls all the time and then throw crazy shit at the walls and then they like throw something out there that ends up being true and no one takes it serious because you were just talking about 5g invading your mind (laughs) yeah um that's why i feel like i can comment on conspiracy theories and whatnot because i don't think somebody just denies it i look into it because i think all that's interesting i just think almost every time the most logical answer is usually there I feel like any of these crazy things are just seem so unreal. The more you look into, the more you can find these crazy ideas what happening because it just seems so unbelievable that something like that could happen. And mm-hmm. so when I saw that, I was like, holy shit, that is kind of crazy and that could happen. And you start watching and thinking about it, and like, this makes no sense because there's so many different surveillance videos of this. And then I don't know if you saw the uh, body cam video that Kosh put out. Do you see that? No, I, I saw it came out, but uh, I didn't watch it yet. You should watch it. It's fucking eerie as shit, but it's, I think you would love it. It's uh, 12 minutes, and it's them going into businesses and being like, you got to get out of here. Something's real serious happening. We're not sure what's going on. And do the normal thing. People are like, well, what's going on exactly? And I'm like arguing it. And you just got to get out of here. And then uh, you see once a bomb goes off, some people are like wandering out of buildings. So I'm sure those are the people who are like arguing with them and didn't leave. Um, but, uh, <laughs> It's so weird. They're uh, walking, and uh, they walk right by the RV. And, well, before they even get to the RV, it's so weird because, like, snow is, like, slightly falling. 
and there's a Christmas music playing in the background. So like walking past these stores, you hear Christmas music, and then the whole time you hear that uh, fucking terrifying alarm system he has. And uh, Ooh, if you can hear this, run uh, for your life. <laughs> yeah, it's like evacuate the area. Your immediate goal is to evacuate the area. And there's like slowly walk through his downtown, and then um, as I walk past these buildings, you'll hear just like music playing and. Uh, they said um, right before it played, he played mm-hmm. a song down the song downtown, uh, that '60s song, and uh, yeah, I was like, this is like straight out of a horror movie, and I know people said this jokingly, but the cops said it at the moment. There uh, was two cops walking, one with the body cam, and uh, he's like, man, that is so creepy. It's like something out of a movie, and then the girl, the cop with him, she's like, yeah, like out of the purge. And I was like, this is, they're thinking what everybody else is thinking. This is so weird. And then right. the cop of the body cam walks right past the RV. And as they're getting close to it, he changes the alarm. So he obviously can see who's around and change it. And he's like, do not approach the vehicle. Do not approach the vehicle. So he obviously oh. sees people are around him. Damn. And, uh, and I was like, this is so fucking creepy. And then uh, he turns the street, like off the street where the RV was. And he opens his trunk to start getting into it. And then he's here in the background, giant boom. And he's like, oh, shit. And then he flips around. And you just see like a smoke ball going in the air. And then fire everywhere. And everybody just comes running out and screaming at each other. And they have like all the people in the uh, the comms talking to each other. Like, this is so fucking weird. Yeah. Uh, it kind of reminds me of the, the IRA. You know, those guys that were, they were kind of like the, the Irish Republican Army. They were the. The terrorists, well, they call them terrorists, but we really look into them. They were just fighting for Ireland's freedom from the UK. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you look into them, you kind of side with them. Uh, definitely going to get canceled after saying that. Uh, but honestly, give them a chance. Okay, guys, there's some good guys there. Um, no, I'm just kidding. But they used to blow up shit, and they would do something similar, like, so they didn't hurt anybody. Yeah, it was... Uh... Like some fight club shit, remember when they... Yeah. Uh-oh, spoilers, but whenever they do their big thing, they wait till no one's there. Damn, it. dude, I'm telling you, man, they find one Infowars T-shirt in his clothing, it's over. <laughs> um, yeah, you're talking about the AT&T building. You're, like, I don't know, because I guess it makes sense with connections or something. The cop even talks about that. It's so fucking creepy. He's like, yeah, he's right by the AT&T building. Yeah. That uh. Provide service to, uh, he says, the uh, area, but like most uh, of the southeast or something. Oh, this is so fucking creepy. And uh, that's why as interesting as conspiracy theories can be and how much I look into them, why I usually don't believe them because I do give it a chance and I, some of them seem completely logical when you think about it. But then the more you look into it, the more it usually falls apart. Like that video... Why was there no missile being heard from until the bomb just went off? I'm pretty sure you hear a missile coming from the sky. And I'm pretty sure there'd be uh, a lot more damage from any missile. I don't think any building would be standing around it like that. Um, that and the big thing behind the missile was like, oh, it looks like the explosion started across the street. Yeah. But once more videos came out, you're like, Dude, it came from the fucking art. <laughs> oh, you should... The YouTube comments are the best, all the uh, investigators and everybody figuring out what's happening. <clears throat> like, uh, there's countless comments in there. 
Well, there's Cosmian Idiots again. Walked right past the RV. Have no idea where the bomb's coming from. I was like, no, I think they knew it was <laughs> Pretty sure they're trying to stay away from the RV and they knew that's where it was from. They literally just walked past and didn't realize, they didn't question, why is this RV here? Yeah, I don't, uh, Jesus Christ, hindsight, I guess, right? Why are they so ignorant? You tell me you could tell, like, I could give you a four-block area and be like, yo, tell me where the bomb is. You well, fucking sniff out a bomb. That's you know, what I mean. It was blasting from the speakers, right, from the RV. Yeah, I was so gonna say. Knew. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Not even like the normal thing of like, who would know in that situation. I think they did know. It's just what the fuck are you supposed to do? Except clear the area, which is what they were doing. It's not. I know it seemed like not a movie, but there's not some magical fix like there is in movies where you can like drop a crate around it and contain the bomb or something. Yeah, I don't. Um... Yeah, God, this is, thank God it was something like this where a guy clearly just uh, wanted to attack 5G and not like Timothy McVeigh or something. Because if he would have set that off in a crowded area, didn't give out that warning. Yeah. The damage, man, that would have killed a shit ton of people. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think it's uh, really fucking weird that he did on Christmas Day. I don't really, that seems kind of odd, but... I don't know what these crazy people think. Well, it could be like the IRA and uh, Fight Club. They want to do it on a day where no one's at the office. Yeah. Um, I mean... And no one's really downtown. They're usually with their family and shit. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, crazy times, eh? I I don't think so. I think uh, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's been fucking terrible. <laughs> I think uh, it's just the virtue signaling on social media too. Like I don't know, there's a piece of shit that just constantly posts in uh, Colin's Last Stand, and it's never related to anything. And then he's got that stupid filter where it's like staying home, saving, saving lives. <laughs> and he's in this weird like, don't know what gender he is, but I just want to mash his face in with the stupid <laughs> shit he posts in that Facebook group. Like, oh my god. What do you have to say about that, conservatives? And then he just leaves. And like, okay, and then there's that one crazy conservative guy that just posts Donald Trump memes. It's like, proved you wrong, liberal, and then he just disappears in. And like, God damn, now I see why some of these groups have rules. Cause like, all these rules in these groups are so crazy. I can't, like, oh, it has to be related to video games. Or Metal Jesus Rocks Facebook groups are a perfect example. You're like, God, there's too many rules. But then you go over to... Colin's last stand and I mean this is the way it's supposed to be you can talk about whatever you want there's the exact opposite of uh, totalitarian fuck faces over it kind of funny um, it's supposed to be the opposite of that and so you get it but Jesus Christ nobody <laughs> there is not like go on there right now it's like a shit show of just everything and then you get these one characters that everything's approved so these characters will just endlessly post shit in there um, I'm sure you, do you know exactly the two people I was talking about too I think so. Oh, man. It's, uh, I love that group, though. <laughs> oh, this is the way I want it. It's like this perfect, like, uh, every political group is in there. And everybody can talk and everybody can. It's just a good time. I like it. Do you like the group? I do. Um, 
there is a couple people like that that are on the other end, but I do actually like it, definitely. My only issue is that I feel like it is supposed to be open, but I feel like it's definitely not as extreme. But I feel like it's uh, kind of not complete, but reverse it kind of funny where it seems to be mainly just one take. And I feel it's because they're fans of Colin, so they track similar people. Mm-hmm. So I get it. But so I do feel like they're being open minded. I just feel like always open minded people have similar thought process for the most part. So it'd be nice if there was more of a middle ground where I felt like some of those people transferred over and it wasn't just like a war, but actually it seemed like a a good mixture of people that had different views on shit. Oh, so you think so you think it's the exact opposite, I think. Yeah, I, mean, I don't I think there's a good mix of everybody in there. Yeah, I feel like I see it here and there, so I definitely sound his stream is kind of funny. I feel like there's definitely those people don't like get banned or um not allowed to talk or anything. I just feel like since Colin has that personality and attracts a lot of those similar people, I feel like naturally that's what majority of people are there. That a lot of those people just have the same views and everything. I guess the reason there's probably like three liberals in the group and oh Jesus Christ, dude. I just found the, the, the conservative guy that posts crazy shit. And then they'll all be like, dude, get out of here, you fucking idiot, and then he never responds to them. <laughs> yeah, right, conservative piece of shit. And then he just he just goes he posts and ghosts. I love it. Uh his memes are the most like like middle aged dad memes you've ever seen. Like, yeah, you millennials never knew uh walking in snow and stuff and then he just disappears um yeah i guess it's just because there's two liberals in the group that just fucking i i want to ask them something like you have a fucking job <laughs> the one the one soup the the stay home staving lies fucking not sure if you've got a vagina or a penis that guy he posts since i've been in the group like daily <laughs> two or three times like here's one of his posts you ready for this one <laughs> Uh, fake tan versus real tan? Question mark. <laughs> I I don't know, dude. Why should fuck off? What does this even mean? He said no one has politicized and polarized the pandemic. Wearing of masks, lockdowns, and overall public health more than the United States, and he disappears. How can you say a comment like that when you have a Facebook still that says "staying home, saving lives"? <laughs> it's a weird group. I recommend it though because there's no rules. Yeah, it's a it's a fucking good good place for that because most groups are like this has to be video game related, no politics, blah blah blah. Some groups kind of funny where it's like we only want one side of the. You have to be uh like an extremist liberal to post on there. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't been in that group in forever. I left a long time ago, back when Colin got got booted. Um, are you still part of that? Yeah, I got uh, I got back in. Cause, uh, that, you got kicked out? Yeah, I can't remember what it was. I told you at the time, but I can't remember something dumb. You got kicked out? Yeah. What the fuck? No, I don't remember this. Yeah, I can't remember what it was now. I know I told you at the time, but... What, what's an example? Like, something, like, petty? It was something stupid, but I can't remember at all. I'll try and, uh... It's not like I'm afraid to talk about whatever. I'm not... I care less, so... I'll try and remember and tell you on the next episode if I think about How'd it. How'd you get back in, then? Um, it was a period of time and I just, 
uh, joined back in and was accepted. And I'm not even saying that like that. Most groups you have to be accepted into, like on Facebook's thing, not like accepted like in a cult kind of way. I I can't even find. What is the group called? Just called kind of funny. Just kind of funny. Yeah. It's not even on here for me. Huh. Now you got hardcore band. I'd be totally fine. With That's like an honor. That's like a badge for me. Fuck that place. Yeah, that's an absolute echo chamber, though. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. So, what, what were we talking about? Oh, you're good. Um, don't know if there's anything else. Unless you want to talk about anything else. Indianapolis? No, just that soda place where it's like, uh, they got like, the flavors are like mashed potatoes, bacon. And they got blown up. All those terrible sodas wasted. Maybe it would be like in Indianapolis when uh, all the shelves are pretty much empty. <laughs> That's like another prize situation. Yeah. Like, hey, you guys are known for candy. Where's your candy at? She's like, uh, I can't do it. There's 76 boxes in the back. And she's like, holy shit. Okay, sorry. You've been waiting to, you've been, that's been bottled up inside of you for a minute. <laughs> bottled up inside of you. See what I did there? Stop it. Yeah, that one was seemed like an example of something that's actually true, not that they're about to go out of business because she was the only one in there. So I feel like we're the probably... farthest one on the East Coast. <laughs> yeah, so I feel like it's probably impossible to stock, especially if you had that much shit. Which sucks because the first time you went there, so you kind of lost the uh, full experience of it. It was cool, though. I liked it. Yeah. Like I said, they're going to Columbus, so we could always go without being too crazy and going on a road trip. Where's that one at? Um, it was near campus unless it shut down. What's it called again? Rocket Fizz. Rocket Fizz. Columbus. It's open. It's open right now. They're open till 8 p.m. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's... Someone's got photos of this pre-COVID. No one's wearing masks, but it is jam-packed full of candy. Yeah. Yeah, that's what... It's been every time I've been in there, I've never seen anything like that. Casey, she's got 76 boxes. Somebody called off. Don't look at me. <laughs> she's clearly just stressed. So oh, I'm yeah. Like an asshole, so. But it just came out of nowhere. Uh-huh. She's probably tired of ass, but it's like, bro, it's your fucking candy store. Like, Yo, where's the candy? And they just and cover up know- all the candy with posters. <laughs> or it would be candy. <laughs> yeah. Or uh, car cleaning kits. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but besides that, besides going to Indianapolis, I uh, did the Extra Life stream a couple days ago. We gained a little bit. We're up to $1,250. Oh, so, shit. Or $1,205, excuse me. I said it wrong. Um, but still. How much did you make on that stream? Um, I had to look at it, I think. 50 so damn yeah um and then got till the end of the year for anybody that wants to donate and then like i said starting next year i think i'll probably do one a month and if you want to do any of them with me could and then once we get closer to the end of the year with like their normal game day we'll try and do a big thing if you're down for it cool sounds good but besides that just uh christmas stuff so we had christmas eve at my sister's house with a few of us 
and my niece. So that was a lot of fun. I uh, gave her, well, I gave her a couple of presents, but uh, one of the things I gave her was the Sackboy doll that I got when we were in Indianapolis, remember? Oh, shit, yeah. Because I already have a couple here, so I was like, I don't really need him. And she has no idea who he is, but I feel like any little kid, something that adorable, you're just going to like him. And uh, she opened her other presents from me, and she was liking them. And then she opened that, and she uh, opened and she, ooh, and then just started looking at him. <laughs> and then my brother-in-law was like, what is that thing? And uh, my mom was like, Casey, you got her a sack boy? And he was like, a sack boy? Yeah, I don't, I don't think we need a, a sack boy. And then, <laughs> and then my niece, they it really backfired on him. My niece and I, ooh, sack boy, yeah, sack boy. And then just kept looking at him. And then when we took our family pictures by the tree, she went, oh wait, sack boy, and went and grabbed him. And then just he's just kind of like dangling in his arms upside down in all the pictures she was holding, sack boy. And I was like, man, that, that really backfired for you. If you didn't say anything, probably dropped in, forgot about only five minutes, but. I feel like since you reacted negatively, she's like, oh, now I got to love this thing. This is a fucking rebel. <laughs> Get her an InfoWars shirt. <laughs> a onesie or some shit. Yeah. And then Christmas Day we had here with uh, a few of my family. Um, a couple of my family lives uh, on the opposite side of the country, and then none of my extended family came, so... We're going to do Christmas in July, which is going to be super weird. So we did a, a little bit of a Christmas celebration with my family on Christmas Eve and Christmas, like I said. But we're going to do our main thing in July, assuming, and God, everything better be right by then, because that's a long-ass time away. So it's weird, because it's a very different Christmas. And you know Christmas is my favorite thing. And I told you the day after Christmas, as much as I love Christmas music and movies and decorations and everything, the day after, that stuff makes me so depressed. I'm like, man, I love this so much for an entire year away from this. But me and Daniel are joking about how we just got to celebrate Christmas till July now. And I don't think I'm going to go full-blown with that. I don't know if we'll leave all, all the decorations up and listen to music every day and everything. But it's kind of uh, maybe not feel that way for once where I'm just like, now I'm just kind of depressed about Christmas. Now I'm kind of... Like, well, I could watch a Christmas movie anytime now, up until July, and keep some of our decorations up, and we might just leave our tree up till it starts falling apart and see how long that lasts. <laughs> so, even though it's weird and a little depressing, it's also kind of exciting and different. But, uh... Those things keep you watered, right? Yeah, I've actually only watered it once, but um, we got it early or mid-December. Yeah, I think it was the first week of December, I've only watered it once, and it was like it's still brand new. So I'm sure if I keep up with it, it would do really well. But I probably already should water it like at least 15 times. I just knew that it was going to last. I didn't really care. Um, but yeah, it's kind of a uh, kind of interesting thinking about being able to do that till July. So if I randomly talk about watching Christmas movies in like two months or whatever episode we're on. That's the reason. I do have a couple things I was going to ask you about Christmas. Have you... Well, I know... You, I feel like I have to know the answer for this one. You've had a snow slushy, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just getting a cup of snow and pouring whatever you want in it. Dr. Pepper, uh, grape soda, whatever. 
Oh, I've never done that. What we used to do is like take fucking vanilla and sugar and cream. Oh, so that's what I was going to ask about next. I can't believe you never had a snow slushie, though. That seems like the easiest mm-hmm. kid thing in the world. We did that nonstop. We just get cups of snow and pour whatever we had in it, or we had uh, snow cone flavoring. We always just have a bottle of those, so we make our own out of that, just like squeeze it in. And then Damn. the next yeah, thing I, I, gonna, I, I think I'm going to do that next snowstorm. Yeah, you should. It's as cheap as can get because whatever you have in your fridge will work as flavoring. And the last snow we had was perfect for it because there was a good amount of snow and it was super like a super soft kind and we got a ton of it too so it's perfect for uh that was the first white christmas i can remember in a long time and it was so cool having that much snow and, around uh, uh 2010 was the last time it snowed in columbus on christmas yeah that's what n- none of us could remember that so i don't know if that was just like technically a snow but it wasn't really like that where it was like everybody it was obvious it was snowing so my stepmom said too. She's like, I don't know, because I wasn't. Of course, I wasn't here. I was in Virginia. Yeah. She's like, I don't even fucking remember that. I don't think that was a thing. Yeah, because I saw something else. So the last time was 2002. So I'm thinking maybe that was the last time technically snowed was 2010. But like, you know how many times snow falls and you never really notice it. Um, but yeah, it was so cool having that much snow around for Christmas because it's always been forever for that. But yeah, especially uh, that much. Yeah, it was fucking awesome. But it was perfect for getting that kind of shit. And I I thought if anyone, you'd be all about that. And uh, my next question, what you're talking about, was actually snow ice cream is what that is, is what you're referring to. I thought that'd be the less likely one that you've had, but you've had that. And uh, oh, yeah. snow ice cream, I haven't had in probably 12 years. We used to do all the time. But this was uh, something we talked about where our, our kids' minds make shit up and makes no sense. We always used to make it, but my older brother and my mom made it. And for some reason, in my mind, it was a crazy difficult process. And this didn't make any sense is where the kid logic comes in. I thought there was some process of it where you had to cook it, which makes no sense. Um, so I was like, man, that always sounds so good when it snows, but I wouldn't even know where to begin with this. And then uh, I looked it up and I was like, wait, that's easy as shit. So I made it this year. And Danielle's never had that or snow slushies. What so, the fuck? yeah, so she tried both of them for the first time and she was obsessed with them. And she, I was like, what the fuck? I'm kind of mind blown that you didn't have snow slushies, but that just seems like such a kid logic. Like, oh, there's free ice cream outside. You can pour flavoring or free snow cones outside. You can pour flavoring in it. Oh, we had a, one of those stupid, like, kid snow snow cone machines. Yeah. Um, so that, would, I, that, I'm as an adult, I'm like, fucking, I can't wait for it to snow now. <laughs> I want to try that. I can't believe Danielle's never had that ice cream though. What is it's uh what is that cream shit called? I didn't put any cream in all the recipes I saw and what my mom said she remembered was you got snow obviously and then milk, vanilla extract, and sugar is all I had to use. Um let me look it up. It's basically milk. It's milk sugar. But it was it was fucking delicious. I was worried that maybe it was my, I know, like, kid memory. And I'll try, but it's kind of gross. But I actually really fucking liked it. It was so good. I want more of it now. Fuck, what is that? Uh, I'm going to type in sugar milk, and I guarantee it comes up. I know some recipes did have a different kind of milk, so maybe that's what you're talking about. But my mom said that we never use that, so we always just use regular 2%. Um, I'm trying. It's like a famous baking ingredient, and I can't even think of what it's called. 
um, condensed milk. Oh yeah, condensed. that's yeah. I sold out some recipes. My mom's like, we never use that. So I was like, all right, good. I'm just gonna use two percent because I don't know what that is, and it sounds terrifying. It's uh, it's not. It's essentially just milk with a fuck ton of sugar. It's delicious. Oh, okay. You would love well, I'd probably compensate for that anyways, because I made Danielle's first and she never had it, uh-huh. and I uh, put entirely too much sugar in it because I taste tested it. I was like, it's good, but there's a lot, a lot of sugar in there. Be ready. And she tasted it. And she went, yeah, it's really good, but I think you definitely put too much sugar. It's like grainy. And I was like, I know, but that's. <laughs> I guess that shows how much I like sugar because I wasn't like, oh, this is gross. Like, this is a lot of sugar, but it's fucking great. Yeah, you'll, you'll, in case you'll get a Dr. Pepper at a restaurant and pour, get sugar packets and pour sugar packets in a fucking Dr. Pepper. The best to do it with this red cream soda. Um, that's, a, that's a yummy pop. Did uh, you want to talk about your Christmas or anything else you've been up to before we move on? I just went over to uh, my parents' house, and then uh, we went over to Renee's parents' house, and... Um, that's about it, man. Just uh, ate a fuck ton of prime rib, man. I love some prime rib. <laughs> Last year, Renee's parents made prime rib, and I don't like steak. I'm not a big steak guy, but prime rib is like fucking candy. I can eat that shit every day of my life. So I ate a lot of prime rib. Uh, I got. I'm, I'm at that age now too, especially because I own a house, so I get get gifts like a fucking. 40 year old man or something it's like uh i got tools and um and i got me a socket set with some pajama bottoms and then today's <laughs> mom got me a, a circular saw with a soldering iron and the reason i know i'm become an old man or some shit is i was so excited to get those things I'm like fuck yes this is a soldering iron i wanted fucking circular saw i wanted Oh, I needed a socket set so bad last week. So happy I have it now. Uh, so, but yeah, besides eating a bunch of stupid food, and I, I had to work that night. Oh, okay. Night. But uh, that's about it, man. Besides the fucking snow. Yeah. It was a lot. Sucked driving in, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The worst part about driving in snow, it seemed like they weren't ready, or some people may have had the day off because of Christmas time, because... The roads weren't yeah. cleared like the normal were. Uh, Delaware. My dad was out at, my dad's in Sunbury. So I was like, oh shit, Columbus is a mess. They haven't even touched it and they're not touching it. I was like, driving out to Sunbury is going to suck dick. Delaware County had that place clean, man. Really? Yeah, I was impressed. Huh. Um, yeah, I uh, ate a good amount of food as well. We had, like we did for Thanksgiving, we had cinnamon rolls. Danielle's homemade cinnamon rolls and bacon before uh, Christmas day or Christmas night started for us. So we did that Christmas morning and then a good amount of food. Can I for... tell you something? Yeah. Well, not besides the fact that I'm jealous of you, but whenever you watch 600 pound life, I know you don't like those kinds of shows, but then they like wake up in the morning. And Pain is all I know. And the whole episode, like they go, they they film them taking a shower and like how difficult their life is. Everything hurts when I wake up. And they play this like sad, somber music, and then they uh, they're like, I just can't wait for the first first meal of the day. And the only time I don't think about the pain of my body 
and how terrible my life is is when I'm eating. And then uh, usually they pull out some shit that, like, that you eat. <laughs> like yep. a bunch of cinnamon rolls and, like, 20 pounds of bacon and, like... First of all, that looks fucking delicious. That's the worst part. They try to make it like, look how they're destroying their bodies. But I'm like, fuck, dude. I wish they'd make me a plate. That looks delicious. No, I don't watch the shows, but I know about them. And yeah, I I even posted something about that a long time ago about making a joke about my or 600-pound life or something like that. About I was cooking um, the Pillar Doughboy cinnamon rolls. And I was like, can I eat the whole thing? Just being stupid because it's just me. And then I was like, oh, shit, I just ate that whole thing. I was in trying to. Um, and, yeah, Christmas morning I had, remember this is to start the morning, I had four cinnamon rolls, and Danielle had one or two. And I ate four of them, two plates of bacon, and two Dr. Peppers, and then I was snacking on stuff in between there. That's great. This is <laughs> somber music, and then with you just awkwardly walking around your house. Then I uh, had some good food for Christmas night and then besides that I guess I could talk about stuff as we go on because I did I could talk about the games I played for Extra Life later and the movies and shit we were watching around Christmas time if you want to move on from here let's do it man alright do you have anything that uh you forgot about from the weeks before no no, no. I mean do you want me to talk about uh James last week question or um I got that in the uh question part so you're good we can get to that okay um, I only missed a couple things. Last week I forgot to mention you were talking about your fry pickups. Um, I forgot to mention the things I got there. The or media pickups. I got Red vs. Blue season eleven on Blu-ray and Dead Space Downfall on Blu-ray, which is like a animated Dead Space movie that I've seen before. I really liked it. And they're both super cheap. And I had the Red vs. Blue Boss collection of the uh first ten seasons. So I might as well start getting the later seasons as I see them. And then the only other thing I left out was a bit of news last week. I don't know if you saw this. It was from The Verge, and it's about Codemasters, so I'll read it here. It says, Electronic Arts has agreed to buy out UK developer Codemasters in a move that could see the U.S. publishing giant waste control of the racing video game genre. The deal is expected to close in the first quarter of next year for $7.98 a share, valuing Codemasters at around $1.2 billion. Sky News first reported EA's interest in Codemasters over the weekend, saying that the British company had previously agreed to a $970 million deal with Rockstar Games and 2K Sports owner Take-Two Interactive. EA confirmed the uh, agreement early Monday morning, or uh, confirmed the agreement early Monday morning. And then Codemasters, one of the oldest British game developers, having been founded in the 80s and producing early hits like Dizzy for systems that were popular in the UK, like the ZX Spectrum and the Commodore 64. That's the only one I've heard of. I don't know about you. Um, In recent decades, it's been best known for creating racing games like the Dirt, Grid, and Formula One series. Wait, and last wait, year, what were the consoles? It was, um, well, it said hits like Dizzy for systems that were popular in the UK, like ZX Spectrum. The computer. 
Oh, that's why I wouldn't know. And I don't know what Dizzy is either. That's a game, obviously, but I don't know what that is. Actually, it was so big over that. that I think that console, yeah, that console is so big over there. They released a, a mini version. Huh. I think it was like the, it was like the UK's NES, like how big the NES was here. That was their big, uh, big gaming thing. That's like the most generic video game sounding thing I've ever heard. ZX Spectrum. Yeah, they released, uh, God, I don't know, like back in the summertime, there was a mini version that came out. Huh. I don't know. But yeah, Codemaster is known for Dirt Grid, Formula One, and uh, recently yeah. acquired the developer behind Project Cars. So there's a couple things there. I'm not that interested in video games, or not video games, racing video games, especially like simulators like that. I like more we talked about like arcade or kart racing style video games. But this one did catch me off guard because for one that they acquired him for like one and a half billion dollars. I don't know shares or any of this kind of stuff. So I'm not going to act like I do. That just seems like a, a hefty chunk for somebody like Codemasters when I know also it depends on the year things happen and everything. But Disney bought Star Wars or Lucas Films for um, four billion. I'm like, man, for like three and a half more billion dollars more, you could have Star Wars. I know that's not how it works. I'm just saying it's weird to think about like that. And then, yeah, that's a lot. Of, that's a lot more money, though. Oh, you mean you saying three billion is a lot more? Yeah. Oh no, yeah, for sure. I'm just that's on for that kind of property though. That uh, jump down yeah. seems that seems like a big jump down for the value of what you're getting. Yeah, I don't know. Jesus, I didn't even heard or thought about the name Codemasters in forever. Yeah, toss in here about how that could see them as the uh, sole leader in uh, racing simulators and maybe take over. I don't know if I would quite say that because Microsoft has Forza and PlayStation has Gran Turismo. But it is interesting to get Dirt, Grid, Formula One, and uh, I think it's interesting that they had a deal with Take Two and it fell through. Because I usually don't hear that kind of stuff once it actually happens. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I really see. So that means, could we see a uh, Overlord coming back then? Did um, Did Codemasters make that? Yeah, didn't they? Didn't they? Uh... Didn't they own Overlord? I didn't think so. I could be wrong, though. Let's see. Yeah, let me see on here. Because I'm kind of kind of cool to see that come back. That was a yeah. really cool premise behind those, those games. Da, 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 da. Yeah, I talked yeah. about this. Yeah, Codemasters. Huh. I didn't remember them being it. I didn't know this. You know, there's another one called Overlord Fellowship of Evil. Is that the sequel you mean? That's the third one. Oh, no, I didn't know that. I was going to say, I knew there was a sequel. Oh, no. It's isometric, top-down, almost like uh Oh, my God, there was a fucking Nintendo DS game, too. There's, so there's four of them, Overlord Minions. A puzzle. So neither uh, neither of these have, like, any... They're the same IP, just yeah. not the same play styles as the other two. 
Oh shit, man. I kind of want to fucking get them now. <laughs> yeah, I think those games always seem really interesting. I like them. I think I've talked on here before, though, that those games are always so cool, and I think they're really well made, those style of games like Pikmin and everything. And I love playing them, but once they get to not even late in the games, so I think I'm pretty bad at them. Once you have to manage pretty early on, I start struggling with them. And once you lose resources and you're screwed over for the entire level of the game, I get more frustrated than having fun. If you're good at that, I think they'll be amazing because I think they're obviously well-made and I think the idea is cool, but they end up being more frustrating than fun to me. Yeah, I fucking love those games, man. I had to put on the easiest difficulty that I'm the same. Yeah. Thing. Oh shit! They also published uh, Jericho, the Clive Barker Jericho. Oh yeah, that kind of that uh, hidden gem, I guess mm-hmm. you would call it. Yeah, I don't know. This article, the reason I didn't think they did Overwork is this article has made it sound like they're racing only. I know they. Oh shit! I didn't know that. Let me see. They only race. Wow. Okay, so Arma, owned by Bohemia initially was known as operation flashpoint those are all published by codemaster oh really and i know there was some beef and that's why they split off and then arma had to or operation flashpoint had to become arma so the beef looked like it was with codemasters sorry i didn't mean to interrupt that's just that's nuts huh i uh i always those games are always so interesting especially um uh the last one i always wanted to try out the last one um, the Flashpoint Dragon Rising, Rising, mm-hmm. for the 360 and PS3. It was one of those games like I almost picked up at 60 bucks. I think it was in, uh, it was definitely in high school. I think it was around the time Left 4 Dead 2 came out. I almost picked it up, but I know it, it flopped. So really, I mean, God, this uh, that a billion dollars would made way more sense in like 2009 or 2010. Mm-hmm. Not 10 years after they had any sort of relevance. Yeah, that's why I feel like it just seems like so much money. I know that, yeah, I know when I said that, it might sound like, oh, it's only $3 billion more. They could do that. I get that's a shit ton of money. But I think when you're talking to billions, you have a lot of money. You're dealing with a lot of money. And I feel like getting this any all the series we mentioned compared to Star Wars for that less money, much money is just seems like, the value is uh not there for the amount of money you're spending, even if it is a lot less money. But yeah, obviously this stuff is there's a lot tied into and a lot of weird stuff because Microsoft bought Bethesda for whatever it was, like eight billion dollars or something, and mm-hmm. there's no way you could say that Bethesda is worth double the amount of the Star Wars IP alone. I I think. If there's anybody left on the Operation Flashpoint team, I think most of them went to Bohemia, though. They could uh, either get them working on... I'm trying to see if he's still there or not. I don't know. I'm trying to look through people's LinkedIn's. I feel creepy. But I feel like uh, they could do something with those guys. I just don't know if they're there anymore or not. I'll take some of those, like... uh, um, engines, I don't know, ideas, something, and put them with a battlefield. Because mm-hmm. I always thought if you took how fluid battlefield or Call of Duty is, and then put it behind something like um, 
Arma would be perfect. Have those two worlds. Because Arma was almost like too clunky. I don't know. I'm sure Flashpoint was even worse. But those those premise or those ideas behind those huge, like, massive super simulations with, like, battlefield graphics and controls, mm-hmm. it'd be perfect. So I, I don't know why you'd pick up, because EA's got racing teams. How would you pick them up? Yeah, I think the... I know that it seems like they're buying everything right now, and they spend so much money that, well, obviously they could afford it to know how big they are, but I don't know if they want to afford it right now. I think the uh, less surprising one would have been Microsoft, because like I, said, I feel like this article talks about how EA is trying to take control of the racing game, mm-hmm. but I feel like Forza and Gran Turismo are definitely the biggest. I feel like Microsoft took away a big portion of their competition by taking away Dirt and Grid and Formula One and now Project Cars and owned all of it with Forza, I feel like that would have been way more dominant than EA buying them. It is kind of weird that EA uh, Access is obviously part of Game Pass now, so maybe that kind of works in Microsoft's favor. It's kind of weird that those are just kind of a semi, not exclusive, but exclusive in that way that it's a perk for people that have Xbox. So... It's kind of weird that EA buying it kind of helps Microsoft, I think, because you can get EA access on PlayStation, obviously, but it's like a separate purchase like it used to be on Xbox. Yeah. So not that EA and Xbox are talk- or Microsoft are talking about that, but it's kind of weird that that kind of worked out for it anyways. But I think that would have been yeah. the less surprising and more interesting one is if Microsoft bought it more. Sony as well were working their terms as well, but I don't know yet. Yeah, Take Two and EA both seems like weird ones to go after, but those are the two that were mentioned, and EA obviously was the final one. But that's all I have from the weeks before, so we can move on to corrections, question, and feedback. Did you want to start with James from last week? Yeah, this is the glitches one? Yeah. Yeah, so you wanted uh, the most frustrating and then the most... um one I'm nostalgic for, right? Yeah, just uh, any that were funny moments he said or made you happy and not the opposite of how glitches usually are. Yeah, I'll start with the most frustrating. The most frustrating was definitely ReCore on the Xbox One. <laughs> uh, something happened to the final boss. Like, I don't know if it was a glitch or what, if my character wasn't powered up enough or if it uh, just let me initiate the final boss and there was no way to go back kind of stuck in there fighting him so i left record that's the first game I ever was at the very end of and just was like i'm done i can't play this mm-hmm. it's stupid um and then the 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 best one for sure like the most nostalgic or good memories with is uh um call it cod 4 on the multiplayer maps like making a private lobby and all your friends get in there and going around and doing like the the sequence of hopping and running and jumping to get out of the map it was always crazy complicated <clears throat> and getting out of the map and or just going on the weird hover spots that you don't know how what psycho how they figured people figured out you could do that like uh I'd go watch youtube videos or something like it's ridiculous like it was like look at this corner run jump here turn here up down how the fuck did you guys know to do this um 
But yeah, that was just very nostalgic going in the private lobby and just having all my friends in there. We uh, shooting the shit and running around playing and trying to get out of the map. It's funny you said that. I don't know if you listened to last week's episode, but I had a very similar answer for ones that brought entertainment. Mine was a Super Bounce in Halo 2. I don't know if you ever did that. Mm-mm. It was very similar, and I also said the same thing, not on podcasts, but in when we used to do it all the time, I always questioned what kind of lunatic figured these things out because certain maps, the geometry in them at the exact right location had the wrong physics and would mess things up. So you'd have to like run off this wall and hit another wall. And then you jump down and hit this corner at the exact right spot and it'd break the physics and you would jump like 50 times higher than you would. And then you could get out of the level that way. And uh, oh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, so it's uh, very similar for me, but also I always thought the same thing is the first person that found this, what kind of fucking lunatic were they? That Right. Unless it was just random, like you were running around the map like in multiplayer and then you jumped, you know, what the fuck happened? But if even that happened to me, I don't think I'd be able to um, do that over again and realize what I just did. I think I'd be like, shit, did I run into this corner? I don't think I'd be able to do it again without, like, now it'd be a lot easier because you could watch back like video or if you're streaming or whatever. But at the time, that'd be so much harder even if you did it accidentally and you were the first one to do it to figure out how you just did it. Yeah, and then there was a rocket jumping in COD 4 too to get to some different weird spots. Yeah. Um, and then too, you mentioned that I didn't think about this. In Skyrim, when it first came out, remember how glitchy it was? Yeah. That was one of those first games I remember it came out and it was like, full of glitches and like having to wait for updates mm-hmm. um but i remember if the mammoth hit you a certain way it would throw you away oh, about that yeah i think it's the mammoth or the giant i can't remember those are fucking hilarious i'm filming that and sending it to friends uh-huh um you mentioned recore that's a game i still need to play so tell you how bad my backlog is Did it's you... good man I, I googled it and it's it's not a common problem okay yeah that's Obviously, if that was common, that would be a reason not to play alone because you know how I am about getting stuck on games. Not like if I'm not good enough, but if they're broken or messed up. Um, how do you feel about the story? Because the writer of that was Joseph Staten, the guy we've mentioned on here multiple times, the lead writer on Halo. So that was one of the things that intrigued me. I have to think back now. It's like a stereotypical story, I'll be honest oh, with you. It's okay. Like, uh, I think it's some sort of mining like AI mining operation on this planet. I can't remember. Just like, you know, big evil corporation, you are the resistance, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Go kill the bad guy. I gotcha. All right. Um, again, no email from Ryan this week. He didn't send one last week either. Ryan, where are you at? The fans are wanting it. I'm kind of sad myself. You know, Ryan got me a Christmas gift. Yeah. Um, big um, metal sign of Alex Jones' face. Yeah, he told me that. That sounds terrible. I love it. I was going to bring it with me today if we filmed in person. <laughs> Dang, I wish you could have filmed in person. It's really close today. It took me a while to realize who it was. He had to tell me. <laughs> He's like, it's your guy. It's your boy. I'm like, I don't know who the fuck this is. I'm like, Stone Cold Steve Austin? Like, I'm trying to think of like, who or my guy or my, my boy. I'm like, fuck, I don't know what the hell this is. And I realized it's alex jones when he's screaming but it's just like the outline of his cheeks and face. Uh-huh. 
He's super red in the face. I'm sure he's yelling about some Chinese globaler. So, question of the week this week, as always, comes from James Beecham. He says, how's it going, guys? Oh, it's great, James. Thank you for always writing in, buddy. I appreciate it. (laughs) He said, I hope you guys had a good Christmas. This is a question I thought about just now. It doesn't have to be game-related, but I thought it'd be cool to have something Christmas-related. What are some of your favorite Christmas memories? Also, Ryan has fans looking forward to his emails. I hope he keeps sending them. He is a top-notch wordsmith. See, Brian, the fans are wanting it. And it's not even a joke. James told me in person. He said that they're obviously crazy and nonsense, but that's what he loves about them, that they're nonsense, but he actually makes sense with it. And that's what he said. Quirky, Ryan. Oh, my God. So don't do your normal Ryan thing of the fans are liking it and people are happy, so you're now done with it, even though you are all about it before. And Ryan said, I don't know if you watched the episode, but he said that uh, you were butchering the emails and he just doesn't know if he can do it anymore. So I told him he can literally send an audio clip of him reading his emails if he thinks he's the only one good enough to do it. And we can play the audio clips for him. Yeah, so there you go, Ryan. There's another option. Um, but yeah, what do you uh, do? You have any good Chris or favorite Chris memories? I uh, uh, I told you I think I could do a whole episode talking about Chris memories and Christmas in general. So hopefully we keep this going. It's more streamlined. Going next year, we can have like Christmas specials and talk about all kinds of stuff. But for me, I narrowed down to a couple of gaming related Christmas memories because even game related Christmas memories I could go all day, but I narrow it down to a few at least. Yeah, I don't I don't really have it many. This is funny. I don't really I'm always fun, but um I don't specifically remember any any of them too crazy. Um I'm trying to look up this Kenner line. Um it was like the the key, like one of the last Kenner Star Wars uh lines right before episode one. Of like the super muscly figures. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Power of the Force. That's what it was. Power of the Force. I remember going to the store with my grandpa and getting a Power of the Force. I think it was the Hoth with the big turret. Turret. Mm-hmm. Let's see if I can find it here. Uh, how much it cost. Yeah, but it was just like, um, God, what? That had to be like 98, 97. It was KB Toys. KB Toys always got shit late, so it had to be like 98, I'm guessing. But um, that was the very first time I ever got a Star Wars toy, and it was around then. And uh, it's the Hoth battle, if you look it up. Uh, I had that thing forever, too. I love that set. Um I would, man, I'd suck a mean dick to get that again. They're not even that expensive, man. A boxed new one is like $44. Might have to do that. Um, I remember that was near Christmas, and it wasn't on Christmas, but I think the reason we were at the store and I bought mm-hmm. it was because of Christmas. Like I said, that was my first Star Wars toy. And I think looking at those in the toy store is what started my Star Wars addiction. Which is kind of funny. The, the the toy line people really fucking hate because it looked like they all took steroids. Look, just go to Google and type in "Power of the Force" Star Wars, 
And they were beefy as fuck. They were some big boys. Like they've been lifting weights. Um, I think it was the last time they were under the Kenner name, even though it was really wasn't like Cincinnati Kenner. It was the Hasbro Kenner. Mm-hmm. Um, it was definitely before episode one, so it had to be what well, episode one was ninety eight, right? So it had to be sometime before then. I was really young. Oh yeah, I had um, a lot of these Star Wars toys. Oh, you remember them now? The Power of the Force. Yeah, a lot of them. Oh yeah, they're great. I fucking love those things. And probably the same grandpa. He loved models, like little diagrams of shit. Oh, is there some like Kate Upton? I was gonna say, don't we all? <laughs> uh, hey. Uh, so maybe that next Christmas, he had built me. He built like um a whole city. In his backyard of like Tonka size, like the cars are like Tonka size, but he built all the trucks and the houses and things like that. And then when I was really little, I remember, well, maybe the early 2000s, maybe 2000, mm-hmm. I feel like he finished up. I'm trying to remember. It was when he was still a security guard. So I don't know. Years are hard to keep up with. Oh, I think I he know. started working at the mall in 2001, 2002. So before then, he had a, he built a model oil rig. And like every little piece worked on it and you could set it up and it felt cool because he get invited places to set up his models but one year christmas he built me a model farm um and everything was glued down and so i just remember like always having like my army men would invade the farm and fucking shoot up shit mm-hmm. i love that thing um maybe my grand, my my dad's grandparents were very frugal. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had bought me a full set of street sharks. Do you remember those? Yeah. She had a full set of those. Um, I don't know where she, what year I would have got those, man. But it was way after those were a thing. So I think she picked them up used or found them somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um. But those are fucking sick. I love those things. She wrapped them. They were so frugal too. They wrapped everything in newspaper mm-hmm. at Christmas time. Um, just that that generation, man. My grandparents. They're all like from the fucking Great Depression and shit. So they're so weird about stuff. They all had crazy stories about the Great Depression too. Um, but she, my grandma would always save the comics for like the kids' gifts and would wrap them in comics. But one year she got me the the whole line of street sharks, which have gone up crazy in value, Casey. So if you have those in your garage somewhere, you better hang on to them because they are very expensive toys now. I've tried to rebuy them. Um, uh, it really has to like to do with getting cool toys that I loved. Mm-hmm. Um, one time, uh, my sister's grandma she used to babysit me a lot, so she bought me a a gift. And it was Stuart Little One on VHS. And I was like, she dropped it off her house because we weren't going to see her on Christmas. So she dropped it off at her house. And I was a little fucking asshole. And I was like, I'm just going to peel back a little corner to see what it is. And so like a week before Christmas, I kind of took off a corner of it so I could see it. And I was just so full of guilt. <laughs> Just like god damn i just ruined this like she went out and bought me this and i just i was such an asshole i had to open it and look at it 
and I love Stuart Little and I think we watched it in theaters but I never had it and it just it was a brand new VHS too yeah that was something me and um, as far as I know all my siblings never did was look at presents before they were supposed to be opened uh-huh. which is weird maybe it's one of those things like protecting your kids too much though be rebels because we always knew where all of our presents were they were always in the same spot and they weren't wrapped so we'd go look at all of them mm-hmm. but they was like don't look at them so we never did and also I love surprises so I didn't want to ruin it for myself as much of a like a tease it was because I know it's right there but that's part of the fun of surprises so maybe I don't know how your family was maybe if you're extra protective and like yelling at them they're like well now I gotta see what's in there maybe it's like that, like the protective kid thing. Of, where I was like, well, I could look at him, but I don't want to do that. Because I feel like most kids, yeah. that's a very kid thing to do is look at the presents before you can. I don't think I ever did that besides that time. Oh, really? Yeah, because um, that grandma really spoiled my my sister. That was her actual grandma. Mm-hmm. Um, so my sister get really cool shit from her. So when she bought me a Christmas gift, I was like, dude, this is a fucking Game Boy and Pokemon. Um, so I think that's the reason I was like, yeah, I have to know what that is. When's the <clears> last <throat> time you watched Stuart Little? Cause I have fond memories of that too. I fucking love it. But I feel like that's one of those movies that not, wouldn't, wouldn't only not hold it up, but it'd be pretty laughable how, how, how uh, bad it is now. I hope it's good, man. Cause, uh, what was that actor's name? Oh God. I can't remember. I know who you're talking about though. Yeah, I always liked uh, everything he was in, mm-hmm. and I love those fucking movies. Something else that came out around that time, too, was uh, um, I got way too obsessed with the toy line, too, and to the point that my the same grandpa would uh, we'd go to Walmart to pick him out. It was that Titan AE. Oh, yeah. Um, that was a great movie. I was going to say, that was one of those things that I never was into I made fun of for my friends for liking but then the movie came out so I'm like just give it a chance and I watched it and I was like okay this movie's fucking awesome yeah you know it kind of flopped too right oh did it that's weird yeah. yeah my friend group is like the hot thing that's why I was always annoyed but I was like oh, okay I'll finally watch it and I was like, okay that was fucking awesome I was obsessed with the toy line that was uh, one of the very first like initial memories of having like that obsessive I have to complete this set <clears throat> Um, like to the point that I was like, mom, like for like 25 cents, tell me to do something in this house. Like I have to, I have to go buy more yeah. of these. I never completed the set. Um, I think it was just like action figures in a ship, but I think the ship and maybe a couple of the action figures got away from me, but, um, Titan AE display at Walmart was my, my go-to. Um, there's three movies I always kind of put together even though they're... yeah go for it okay it's titan ae mm-hmm. atlantis mm-hmm. um let me think uh was it around the same time it was in my mind like you said time's a weird thing but it was in my mind um so titan ae atlantis because those always go to my mind let me look through because I feel like I know this as well. I know there's a third one. Oh, Treasure Planet. Duh. Yeah. Bingo. Yeah. It was, me and Peter talk about that all the time. Like, oh, those really? are definitely like the same movie repeated three times. I fucking love all three of them. I think there's a weird thing like Apple, Android, or 
Coke Pepsi thing where people are like, oh, that one's terrible, which I said I'll admit that I used to not like Titan AE, but that was because my friends never shut enough when I actually gave it a chance I liked it. But uh, which is uh, your favorite, I'm guessing, Titan AE by the way you said that? Uh, damn, I don't, no one's ever, I've never thought about that. Yeah, I like them all, so I'm just, it's not like a contest, uh, I was just like. As adult, Treasure Planet, mm-hmm. but as a kid, Titan AE. I think the issue with Treasure Planet, I remember, I don't know if I watched it in theaters or not. That might have been after it came out. But yeah, Titan AE initially. Treasure Planet was definitely my favorite as a kid. That uh, pink blob thing was adorable, and I was a sucker. And <laughs> still kind of am, as you know. I, we talked about Sackboy for cute things. Um, I can hear it. I can hear, like, its voice in my head. Yeah. The noise it makes. I haven't rewatched all of them. I watched Treasure Planet not too long ago because Danielle never saw it, but... Um, I haven't watched all of them recently. I feel like going off what I remember it as an adult now, I think I might like Atlantis the most, but I'd be curious to watch those again. Just cause that, that movie also caught me off guard. Cause, um, I feel like that was the first memory I have of like a conspiracy or like a theory. Like, Wait, this, there's a fucking world underneath the water. Oh, this is crazy. <laughs> I was like, is this real? And I remember asking my mom, she no, that's not real. No, I think it is. And good thing the internet wasn't around because I could probably go deep into it and been a conspiracy theory guy myself. Yeah, I think uh, I'm looking up here and I see it. Well, Treasure Planet definitely was a big flop for Disney. Huh. Um, that's I'm weird. Sure. I'll have to look again to see the exact numbers, but I remember that being a flop. But. Uh, the director was the same director they're a duo I'm pretty sure and they worked on like fucking let's see Aladdin Hercules Little Mermaid Um, and I think too I'm trying to remember back like Peter was trying to tell me the the historical significance of Treasure Planet but it's like one of the last 2D Disney movies yeah I think that's right I feel like I've heard that as well and they were just like a, like, a, God, what is that? Uh, Clash of the Titans. That was like one of the last stop motion. Oh uh, yeah. Movies, and it was coming out in the eighties. Mm-hmm. And this was kind of like that, but for two D animation. Or was it Lilo and Stitch? Um, Lilo and Stitch probably was later. I feel like I have heard that about Treasure Planet though, so I don't know why I would have thought that. Yeah, I'm curious now. Um, wow. So it looks like they've let most of their 2D guys go. Um, Winnie the Pooh in 2011. It was like oh, part yeah. of a resurgence. Uh-huh. but yeah. Uh, wow, that's crazy to think about. But yeah. Peter will talk you off about those movies um, <laughs> the time you see him. Okay. Um, I kind of took you off on a tangent there. Do you have any other Christmas memories? Uh, no, that's really it, man. I mean, just the obvious. I mean, it's kind of always stereotypical shit every year, uh, but just as important. I can't believe you don't have, like, huge video game ones, like a game that you're like, holy shit, or a uh, system or anything. I thought... No, usually, like, uh, systems were, like, my birthday, and then Christmas oh, okay. would be, like, a couple games. I do remember one year opening a GameCube game and going, 
fuck, dude, I'm definitely getting a GameCube. And my parents are like, oh, I'm like, tell me oh, that. yeah, like, oh, shit, is, is this the next one a GameCube? My parents are like, oh, no, we're so sorry. Could we want to take that back? We actually, I was like, oh, yeah, you guys definitely took it. And then it was like, then you realize once all the presents are gone, you're still even like 30 minutes later, you're like, oh, it's going to be like the Christmas story. They're going to yeah. like, wait, what was this? There's something over here. Um, because my babysitter got a GameCube day one and uh, introduced me to it, and I was like, "Fuck, man, I gotta, I gotta get this." Um, okay, if that's all you got, I can move on to mine. I will add one thing. You're talking about Star Wars and what you got into it, and that made me think about what got me into Star Wars, and I vividly remember uh, something very odd. It was the uh. The VHS box set, I'm sure you can picture in your mind. The uh, one with Darth Vader, Yoda, and who was on the other one? Probably Luke, I'm guessing. Luke, yeah. yeah. Um, that box set, those three, my family got at Sam's Club. And I remember going, oh my God, this, and I was like looking at it forever and then took it home. And I didn't really think about it till just now. I remember that memory, but I didn't think about that really being what got me into Star Wars because thinking about that I can't really think of anything that of Star Wars before that yeah it was one of those things that like uh, somehow everybody knew about it like you were kind of just like born you were born with no yeah uh-huh. which is weird because my dad doesn't like Star Wars and my older brothers too but I don't think they're ever crazy because I feel like it's kind of like like you said like Buckeyes football around here you're just, you grow up and you're like yeah, Buckeyes, not like, oh, do I like them? It's just kind of like second nature. And Star Wars was definitely, yeah, similar for me in that way. Um, trying to go back to, you remember they, uh, at the time they had re-released Star Wars in theaters? I didn't see him. Yeah, I feel like, like I said, I'm pretty sure that's, I must have done that because I told you how I thought I saw in the theaters and you know, those, and I feel like it must have been it that I saw one of those in the theaters re-released uh, after George Lucas um, fucked with them yeah um you're looking something up I don't want to cut you off oh you're fine so the three movies were shown in the US from January through March I remember people mentioning it. I, didn't, I didn't watch them Jesus Christ I was five I had no memory of this um I do remember those box sets. I feel like that yeah. that box set in the Titanic was on everyone's VHS show. <laughs> like you had those, those like uh-huh. wall. I do remember, uh, if you want a good memory, James, um, I do remember us finally, um, not finally, we went up and got Titanic but when it came out uh, at Walmart and shit. They had those big displays of them. And I felt like it was a wall. It was like a requirement, like get out to your stores and buy Titanic. Um my grandparents never bought VHS. They very rarely bought VHSs, and they bought that VHS. They had, like, three VHS. It was, like, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, <clears throat> Passion of the Christ, and Titanic. Um, but I do remember getting that that tape and then us watching it, and um, I think that was my first boobies I ever saw. Um, obsessively... Guess- I immediately left and was like, I got to draw these now. And I used to draw boobies all over notebook papers, like terrible stick figures just with boobs. And like, just imagine how stupid that is. And then my dad found it and 
<laughs> uh, it was just real fucking bad, and I was so embarrassed, and my parents thought it was hilarious. Because, I mean, there's all these fucking stick figures with titties all over them. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's a memory I have. My okay. parents, my dad, my mom got a laugh, and I'm being like, what is this? Um, My dad's like, I, I told you you shouldn't have been watching that. But, yeah, I used to draw some titties. <laughs> Uh, and then I used to draw cuss words on my mom's lamps for some reason, you know, like lampshades. Uh-huh. So I just draw ass, A-S-S. I forget how to spell that. So I wrote ass all over the lamps. <laughs> but yeah, no Christmas memories, just uh, titties, stick figure titties and writing cuss words all over lamps. <laughs> okay. I told my dad, uh, you know, I had never talked to my dad about pissing in the vent as a kid. Oh my God. Probably showed up to that up. way. <laughs> Because <laughs> we had talked about it like the fucking was it 20, 21, 22 years ago. I was pissing mm-hmm. in the vents and I brought it up at Christmas. It's a good time to bring it up, right? <laughs> and my dad clearly was like trying to give me the benefit of the doubt. Like, yeah, I, I just think he was kind of lazy. And did. I was like, I'll be honest with you, dad. I just don't know what the fuck I was doing. I was just pissing in vents. It just it felt like a good thing. It felt like the right thing to do. I just piss in a vent and watch the piss go down the. <laughs> Go down the AC unit or wherever the fuck it was going. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. And then Christmas time comes. and Because well, I, I think my dad gets like a little embarrassed with me around uh, my stepmom's family. Because uh-huh. <laughs> I just bring this shit up. It was like pissing in vents. And then we turn on the heater and it smells like ammonia through the whole house. Oh, my God. Well, like fucking chemical warfare. <laughs> but, yeah, so there we go. Look at that. Cast has got me and my dad talking about shit that happened 20 years ago. That's what we made this for. I couldn't bring up the fact that I stole the porn catalog, though. <laughs> I'll save that for, like, next Christmas. There you go. You can bring up one memory a year. <laughs> um, So I can get in mind, like I said, I narrowed it down to a few because I could go on and on, but we'll hopefully be able to do something like that next year. So... I tried to get years down because, like you said, time's a weird thing, and my years get so mixed up, and I feel like every time I mention something like I did on a certain year on here, you're like, Casey, you're high. That was like five years off. And I'm like, oh, shit, you're right. So I even tried to uh, look up my years this time, but some of them I'm still not positive about. So the first one I have here is in 98 for Christmas. I got... I know this one for sure. Um, I got the Game Boy Color with Pokemon Yellow. Oh, shit. And, yeah, I remember it was uh, like a fucking dream come true. It was like something out of a movie. And I was like, oh, my God. And that was my game for, I can't tell you how long. just played every single day. I played until I killed the batteries, the uh, um, throwaway batteries, and then put more batteries in and just kept going. But, uh that was a game changer because I don't my brother had an original Game Boy but I only played it a little bit and that thing was so different than a Game Boy Color they got so much more advanced <laughs> um you, you know straight to the color yeah I we had the pocket first oh really yeah um that is a green pocket yeah, I think I did at least. Maybe this one I'm mixing up now because as soon as you said pocket, I was like, that sounds familiar. I think I started as a color, though. I know, like I said, I for sure played the original Game Boy, 
but it wasn't mine. <laughs> yeah, I had the Game Boy Pocket, the green one with the uh, yellow, and Kirby's Dreamland. The pocket came out before the color, right? And there was a uh, red and blue out. Is that right? Uh, like yes. the. I had gotten the the pocket so early though. I don't even know. I have to ask my parents where it came from. It had to be a like I told you, all my consoles came from the flea market. But it was one of those things I had for so long that it was like I felt like I was born with it. Yeah, I might be mixing up things before that. I know for sure though, it was '98, and I got the color and the uh, Pokemon Yellow, and that was uh, mm -hmm. one of my favorite Christmas memories. I I was will never forget because I was in '98, and I still remember color. it. Color came out '98. Yep, you're right. Okay. Pocket was 96. I feel like I probably did have one then. and Blue and uh, red came out earlier than yellow, right? Uh, let's see. Pokemon games release date. Let's see. Red and blue was 96 and yellow was 98. Yeah, that's what it was. And I did have Pocket and I had uh, red... And then I liked it so much, but as all kids, and especially me, because I said I like cutesy things, I was obsessed with Pikachu. So there's a yellow one now, and then I got that with the Game Boy Color. That's what it was. So, yeah, I just brought that back. Um, and then in, I think, 99, maybe 2000, me and my whole family was from my aunt this time because I was from my parents, the Game Boy Color was. Mm -hmm. My aunt got us... We already had a 64, but she got us the Pikachu 64, and that was uh, that was one of those things I always saw at Toys R Us and in catalogs and everything. This thing is unbelievable. Uh, this seems like something unattainable, though. So to open it was just mind-blowing, and somebody that's obsessed with Pokemon, that's like the coolest thing could open. And then, like, a little indicator light was his cheeks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> was his feet. So good. Um... And then the next one I have is kind of a weird one, but uh, I got the Nintendo Wii for 2006 Christmas. I, what? I, yeah. You were one of those. Gap. My friend Gap was the same one. I thought he was the only one I knew. That's crazy. Yeah, I only say it's weird because, like I said, I was uh, I've always been uh, somebody's been into any video games. I'm not particular a console, but up until the Xbox, I was definitely. Uh, leaning Nintendo, just like I lean Xbox now. Mm -hmm. But when I first played Halo, I told you that's what switched me over to Xbox. And I was like, shit, I made the wrong choice. I shouldn't buy a GameCube. I should have bought whatever this thing was. I didn't, I didn't know this would. I would care about something that wasn't Nintendo this much. So when the next gen started being talked about, I was like, I gotta get 360. That's gonna be the next one I care about. I'm an Xbox guy now, and uh, I got it. And I love it. I don't regret that at all. It's that and the 64 are my two favorite systems of all time. Mm -hmm. So obviously better than the Wii. But then the Wii came out the year after the Xbox. And as you know, just fucking blew up and nobody shut up. And I was like, man, this is so cool. It being everybody this excited about Nintendo again. And may I have made the wrong choice. I want not the wrong choice. I love my Xbox. But I was like, man, I, I thought I'd be good with just this. And everybody's just won't shut up about Nintendo now. And I remember opening it and... 
doing all the generic things you do and seems dumb now and like a meme to be like, oh, we play bowling and tennis and do all this. <laughs> but I was going to say it's revolutionary, but that's literally what they, the code name for it was a revolution, which is a hundred times cooler than the Wii. And that's <laughs> the reason, because it was so true, even though it seems dumb now and is like a meme. It was just so game changing. And they obviously didn't follow through with the potential of what they showed and those ridiculous commercials of uh, Red Steel, like the guy jumping over the couch and getting the cover, which is uh, one of the things that intrigued me so much. And I played Red Steel, it's okay, but that's what my mind saw was like this kind of uh, virtual reality in real life. Oh, this looks so cool being able to do all this sort of stuff with motion. But it works for very simplified things like bowling and that kind of stuff. Anything more complex kind of fell apart. But since that was my first experience, it was something that didn't need a crazy amount of control. I was this is so fucking crazy. And being able to have everybody in the room pick it up because everybody knows how to bowl. I was this is so much different than if I, like when I get my Game Boy or even if I got something that's not personal to me when I got get any system. It's kind of like, oh yeah, we don't really know how to play or you can't fun with that. But everybody knows how to pick it up and it was so cool having that. And then... The only other I want to have was this one. I can't remember the year for sure at all, but uh, I was talking to Danielle. She says she thinks it was 2016. I think it was earlier than that, but I can't remember. She got me the PS4, and uh, I was trying to remember what year I got it. That sounds too late to me, but I know I didn't get it for a while because I got the Xbox One instead of PlayStation. So that was a... A really cool memory getting some uh, system from her because they've all been up for my family before that. And also getting both the current gen systems at that time was awesome. But I think I know that's all that's all I have on here, but I have plenty more in the future if we talk about it again. Did you uh, have any news? Uh, let's see. I just, uh, you might talk about last week. I didn't listen to the last episode, but mm -hmm. the Halo Xbox 360 server is going offline next December. I did talk about that. Um, I'm a terrible host. I should probably add. If you want to send any emails, you can send to currentbacklogs at gmail.com for any corrections, questions, or feedback. But yeah, I did uh, talk about that. Uh, but if you want to say any of your feelings about it, feel free. It's just weird, man. I feel like this game just came out, but they didn't just come out. Yeah, that's almost exactly <clears throat> why I said that. At first, I was like, are you shitting me? They're already shutting it down? And I was like, well, yeah, I should look at this. This is a long period of time. I think it's very reasonable that they're shutting these down, but it is. it does make you kind of just rethink time. But holy shit, how has that much time passed? Uh, Renee's brother was like, uh, his, his son got an Xbox One for Christmas. Hmm. And he's freaking out about it, and he was so excited about Game Pass. Just you know, like we talked, if we were mm -hmm. kids, like we lose our minds. Like you're saying, like I can have. He's asked me a hundred questions too. Like, so if I stop paying for it, can I keep them? And I'm like, no, no, you have to keep paying for it. It's like Netflix for games. But he's so excited, and his dad was like, "Yeah, you know, I'd consider it, man, if uh, they had that. Uh, I don't know why I'm giving a southern voice. This is not how he sounded at all. But if they had uh, that Halo, if Halo original Halo was on there, man, I'd be all about it. It's like, well, uh, actually, uh, <laughs> you get the Master Chief collection, and he's like, oh shit, really? I was like, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's 
really depressing. It'd be fun <laughs> to get on when they shut down the server, though. Yeah, I'd be down for that. It would be cool. I'm sure you're also going to have those people, like any of these big games, where they stick around for years, even though it's over, and you see how long they can keep it running. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Just stay in the game. Yeah, which is extra silly with this, because you can literally move on to... The next platform had a way better experience. It's not like one of those things that's just gone. It's just you're getting an upgraded version of it. Um, and I think it's completely reasonable that they're giving you more than a year's notice. A lot of these times when I feel like this is shitty, they're just like, all right, they're off now, or you have one week till they're done. I feel like giving a more than a year's notice is totally fair. Even though, yeah, there's no way getting around how weird timing is. Like, uh being like, man, how are they already shutting it down? But man, how has that much time passed? It completely makes sense why they shut it down. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you have any other news? No, that's it, man. I didn't either. The only thing I had was, it's not even an article. I just saw it, and I feel like it's more of a rumor. So we can just talk about it for a second. Did you see the rumor about Respawn working on a new IP? I did not. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, the creators of Titanfall and Apex Legends and Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Is that right? Yep. All right. Yep. Still haven't played it. Um, uh, do you know who is getting ready to play it, though? Who's that? Uh, shout out to Trevor, longtime listener. He sent me a message um, on Facebook about all the games that he got for Christmas. Like, it was an insane amount. And his, uh, his dad got him a bunch, and then uh, his stepmom bought him a gift card. And then he used the GameStop gift card to buy even more. Yeah, he so told because me. Of our, because of our podcast. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, like I said, that's, I don't expect to ever get huge as much as I would like to be able to do that and make this like a full-time job. I don't expect that. I just honestly want that. Like I said, I think that'd be weird to not think that. I don't think that makes you arrogant because, like I said, I don't expect it, but that'd be awesome. But um, even if we don't get that, the reason doing this, I thought always was just be able to, kind of like we talked about it's like Collins community is create a community of people to talk about games and play games with so even if it's just our friends getting more into it that's awesome to me and he told me that too he said he's actually already started it and really liked it so that's why I didn't know if it was maybe somebody else um, but yeah it came this news came because you're talking about LinkedIn earlier somebody was looking at Respawn's LinkedIn and they were looking for somebody and it listed as a for a new ip mm-hmm. and so i feel like i'm sure that happens in studios a lot of times i don't think that's just clarification that they're for sure working on new ip i'm sure you're always looking into that but i'm excited the potential of that a lot of people are upset because they say that means no titanfall 3 which i definitely hope titanfall 3 happens but ever since apex came out i always kind of thought it's possibility titanfall wouldn't happen as much as i would like it to because i feel like as much as I would prefer that and would like another story game and like Titanfall's multiplayer, even though I like Apex, I feel like business-wise, Apex is a much smarter option, unfortunately. So I couldn't blame them. And especially both Titanfalls underperformed, and I feel like they put a lot of work into both of them. So I couldn't blame them. I'll go ahead. Dude, talk about killing the game, man. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think it touches gold. I... If they told me, like, hey, dude, we're actually working on a Hello Kitty game, I wouldn't give a fuck because it's like, when did they let you down? Yeah, especially going from, like, specifying in shooters and, like, nailing that 
and be like, well, they're doing an action game. I don't know if they can really do that. And then just them, I haven't played it, but from what I hear for the most part, just nailing that as well. I feel like as much as I'd be bummed that Titanfall 3 doesn't happen, which I think is still possible even if a new IP is happening. I feel like they're big enough that they could probably be working on something like that, multiple things. Um, even though I said I don't think Titanfall 3 is happening, unfortunately. I'd be okay with that if it meant a new IP. We talk all the time about how everything's just redone and sequel after sequel. And to get a truly new IP, especially from somebody that talented, I think it'd be worth not getting a good sequel. But like I, said, I feel like this stuff probably happens all the time and people just don't notice it. So I don't think it is a for sure thing. That's why I didn't put it as like a news story. But I thought we'd mention it in case something does clarify or come up with more obvious news later that we could talk about easier. But we can move on to media pickups. I feel like it's been slow news week if you listen to any podcast just because Christmas and everything, so it probably makes sense. Uh, do you want to talk about your media pickups? I haven't bought anything, but I put in my gaming-related ones that I got for Christmas from people. Oh, you can go first, man. Okay. Um, so actual games I got from... Uh, my family, I got Ghost of Tsushima on PS4, so I'm really excited to try it. I don't know why I actually will, though, just because of backlog, and I know it's another long game, which is the unfortunate thing about all these games being such a commitment, even though I think this one's going to be awesome. My friend Andrew, he keeps up with the video games like a crazy amount and even goes back and plays old ones. and He plays video games like kind of how I want to play video games, mm-hmm. how I, in my mind, how I think I could play video games, but... Uh, that's his game of the year, man. It seems to be a lot of people's game of the year. Yeah. I know um, when that uh, PlayStation, what do they call it? Their direct things. I forget what they call their PlayStation events. But uh, when that came out, I remember texting you. I was like, oh, holy shit, this looks, uh, I know this game. Beautiful. What's that? Like you said, beautiful. Yeah. And I was this. I thought it would be good because I love Sucker Punch. But this game looks uh, way more impressive than I thought. And it surprised me because the E3 demo they showed seemed like such an E3 demo where you're like, oh, yeah, I'm sure that's going to be what the game seems like. And the fact that it actually did seem like that, I was like, this is fucking crazy. Because as we've seen with Cyberpunk and these different games, the uh, initial launch and announcement and excitement doesn't always line up with what the game is. And for this game to seem like it's doing that makes me so much more excited, especially being a fan of Sucker Punch already. But, uh, oh, Dave's calling me. That's going to have to wait, Dave. Um, I just hung up on him. And then I got a Hasbro game night on a Switch. My family got it for me. And then I got an Xbox Series X controller. I'm actually holding right here. I know you can't see it, Cody. What? Yeah, the uh, fancy blue, the Sonic one, as you call it. Uh-huh. Um, it feels really nice because it's compatible with the Xbox One, and I need a new controller after spilling milk on two of my favorite Halo controllers and my uh, mouse. I told you I did the uh, Lysol wipe trick, and it got all the buttons unstuck, but the more I play with them, I think they're getting like restuck. I went to click my mouse, and it just wouldn't stick. I was like, ah, shit. And... A lot of my buttons have been doing that, which sucks because those are like collector controllers. But as I, I, it's hard to play games like this. So I thought I'm going to be getting a Series X at some point anyways, and these aren't anymore. So I thought it'd be kind of silly not to get a Series X one. I think uh, 
it's definitely improved the uh, extra gripping on it, the uh, textured triggers. I actually haven't pressed this yet. There is an extra button. I don't think it probably does anything on Xbox One, but I haven't tested that. The control pad feels nice, even though we talked about how it's weird that it seemed like they reverted back to the original issue of what the uh, Xbox um, control pads are known for. But I feel like they must change the design or something because it feels good. But it definitely doesn't feel like a next generation of a controller, which I think is okay because I think the uh, Xbox One controller is the best controller I've ever used at the time. So I think it'd be weird to revolutionize it. But it is weird when I pick up a controller that I know is for the next generation. And unless I think about that, I just feel like I'm using another Xbox One controller, which is kind of weird that I'm just holding the next generation controller and don't even process that until I'm like, oh yeah, this thing's different. So, like I said, I think it's smart that because the controller is so good, you don't need to revolutionize it, and minor differences are appreciated. But it is kind of weird thinking about it like that. And then, besides that, kind of game related or media things at least, I got into the Spidey Verse on Blu ray, my favorite Spider Man movie. And then I got a Chromecast. I know I have a few of them, but I don't know if you've seen it's a Chromecast with. Google TV built into it so it comes with a remote and it actually is like a, a portable smart TV now so everything oh, you can still cast to it obviously but there's stuff built into it now so it has like its own interface and apps built onto it so it's not like the awkward thing it's just, just like a teleport or a not teleportation device but whatever you want to call it like a I don't know I'm blinking the word but you know what I'm saying like sending it to it to be able to make it activated and it comes with a re uh, remote now and it has a Google Assistant built into it so you can press a button on the remote and then tell it to play stuff I haven't messed with it a lot but it seems really cool and it's only $50 so it's like the price of what the Google the Chromecast normally was mm -hmm. so I feel like the value it's fucking amazing oh did you just hear that no, no. Google said, hi, how can I help you? I'm not sure if it came through on the on here or not. Um, speaking of nightmares. And then my brother gave me, it actually wasn't for Christmas. He had a, a small portable projector. So he gave it to me. So I'm going to test that out. I thought maybe if we have a system link or a game nights are over here or something, it'd be cool to, my walls are all white besides what's behind me. I realized I said that and looked back and it's nothing but brown. But upstairs, it's uh, all white. So I thought that'd be perfect. And I even had to get a sheet or anything and be able to project a game up. And I thought that'd be a fun way to do like a system link party or something. Um, but I haven't messed with it. But I always was curious about having a projector. But until I feel like within like the last five years, I feel like projectors were so ridiculously expensive. And now I feel like there's some more streamlined. You can get something obviously isn't the quality of a movie theater projector, but good enough to be able to just stream shit or whatever. Um, and then besides that, Ryan actually got me a sign as well, like he did for you, but mine's a Master Chief. I should have brought it down here. It's really cool. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah. yeah it's, it's really cool looking. And then he gave me uh, the same thing, but Groot. <laughs> oh, that's a, yeah, he did tell me that. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and then he gave me a box of Mario slash Nintendo socks. He said he got him his white elephant gift. And he's like, I don't know who would want them. So you can just have these if you want. 
And there's 12 packs of Mario and Nintendo socks. Like, Fuck yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I'm just going to get rid of them. I don't want them. I was like, that's a very Ryan thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what did you get? That's all. Or what have you picked up? It doesn't have to be gifts. Uh, let's see. Let's start with, uh, we'll start with Fry's Electronics. Okay. Uh, on Blu-ray, I got, uh, Jesus, or on DVD, Jesus Camp. It's this great documentary about, um, um, I don't know. It's, you have to look it up. It's interesting. Uh, Morgan Spurlock put it in one of his, like, top, it's like in the top ten of his favorite documentaries ever. Uh, I know you don't like him, but, um, I kind of grew grew up in that environment too that these kids mm-hmm. in Jesus camp are but with my grandma so I guess maybe that's why I like it so much but it's these ridiculous uh, I don't want to say tent revival Christianity or um, Pentecostal but <clears throat> it's fucking interesting definitely watch it and then I picked up a DVD on uh, Andy Kaufman some like uh, uh, it's called The Real Andy Kaufman some like supposedly found footage of him uh and then I thought I owned this movie, but I guess I didn't. On Blu-ray, I picked up Taxi Driver. I was just talking about it before we got there, and I saw it, and I was like, what was, that? was that in that set that I bought? And it wasn't, so I picked it up. Uh, then I picked up uh, the Retro Gamer magazine. And Renee picked up, uh, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry, uh, Charlie Countryman, and Step Brothers. She's a... Uh, She'll pretty much pick up anything with Adam Sandler in it. Good call. And uh, anything with uh, what's the the kid from Holes? He's getting canceled right now. Oh, are you talking about Shia LaBeouf? Or yeah, is, anything okay. with Shia LaBeouf, he'll she'll pick up. Um, we were just talking about how we need a stepbrother to inhabit. Um, and then we went to Goodwill while we were there, and I picked up The Office, the British series, complete mm-hmm. British series. Um, and then at GameStop because Casey gave me a ten dollar GameStop gift card, and I had a five dollar coupon, so I combined them both. And for fifteen bucks, I picked up a new copy of Neo Two for the PS4, nice. which right now is uh, ten dollars at GameStop. So not bad. If you want to pick it up. Um, and then for ninety nine cents, because I needed something to get me to fifteen bucks, it was Battlefield Four. And then um, it says twenty five on it, but for five dollars, I picked up Quantum oh, Break. Nice. And it comes with a code for Alan Wake. It was it new? You think it's actually in there? Alan Wake with all of the DLC. Is that new? You think that code's actually in there still? That's, it. That's all my pickups. Is that uh, game new? Do you think the code's actually oh, in there still? Hold on a second. I didn't hear anything you just said. My headphones are unplugged. Oh, there you're good. Is that uh, game new? Do you think the code's actually still in there? Uh, so I he switched out the you know GameStop always fucking switches out. I'll, I'll be OCD and like okay, this case has the least amount of scratches, and then they always whip out this trash copy. Well, he gave me a copy without a code in it. I was like, oh man, the floor one had a code in it. He's like. I can't guarantee that'll work. And I was like, "You don't, do you want to do it live right now?" Yeah, go for it. How? Computer. Why was that game only five dollars? I have no idea. He didn't say. Like it rang up because it says twenty five or whatever he said. But oh yeah, because he swapped it out with an old copy. 
the floor model had the five dollars on oh. it. I said for five bucks, why not? I don't know why that game would be so cheap. Well, this was motherfuckers ninety nine cents, and then this one sealed, factory sealed ten dollars Neo two. Yeah, I mean those are good deals. I just feel like I see those cheap. I don't feel like I see Quantum Break more than less or less than like thirty dollars, not more. Yeah, I was uh, excited to get it. It's the only copy. Um, uh, it wasn't wasn't the only copy, so maybe hit up hit up. Um, I think anything that's on Game Pass now has gotten it. Uh, I saw yeah. Tactics was already down to thirty bucks. At, oh really? Uh, at um, GameStop, and that just came out. Mm -hmm. So I almost picked that up until I found this stuff, and I was shocked to find this for ten dollars. Yeah, sealed. Um, and then I used all my gift cards and my five dollar thing, and, and after taxes, it was like a dollar and some change. Mm -hmm. It felt really cool walking out of there and only giving him a dollar. It's like for reverse free. GameStop normally. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, I think he was a little worried though because I hopped back in line because they're fucking busy, man. Really? Yeah, I was. I was happy when he was like, "Oh, this is the busiest we've seen." I was like, "You know, it's been months since I've seen this busy." Mm -hmm. Because um, I go once a month for that coupon. Um, I do not like the system of keeping games out on the floor. Um, or, you know, you're not sure if they actually have it. Like, hey, do you have this pre-owned? You have to ask because it's not on the floor anymore. Yeah. Let's see. I don't. This is so hard redeeming codes on here. I don't even know where to go, man. On the. So this is the store, right? You, you go ahead. I'll keep working on this. You go to the next part. Talk about what I've been playing, you mean? Yeah, go for it, All right. Um. Well, I don't know. Is that your last pickup? Yeah, that's it. That's oh, all okay. I got. Gotcha. Enough. All right. Yeah, so what I've been playing, I'll start the Extra Life stream. I started with uh, Call of the Sea, which is a Microsoft exclusive, and it's like a walking simulator, but... Um, kind of remind me of like Bioshock mixed with Edith Finch from the trailer. So I was super curious to try it. And then, uh, right after I noticed that Derek called me, dude, you gotta try this game. So, all right. And, uh, said it'd be like five hours to beat when I looked it up. And so that'd be perfect to stream. I could actually finish the game, but then the stream, the schedule didn't go quite as planned. And also I was fucking terrible at this game. It was, uh, it's a lot more puzzly than I thought. And I don't know if I'm just stupid or if other people are really smart because these puzzles were taking me entirely too long. Derek told me he didn't look anything up. This is kind of, I told you with puzzle games that I try and figure out on my own, but if I can't, that I eventually look it up because I'd rather be able to finish a game than just give up on just because I can't figure it out. But if I feel like I'm looking up every puzzle, then that kind of feeds the purpose if I can't figure out any of my own. And... Derek was watching most of the stream and he kind of told me most of them because I couldn't figure out most of them. So I just kind of, I'm not mad at him. I just, that kind of took the fun out because I'd probably do the same thing if it was just me. I'd look them up. But it sucks that I couldn't figure them out on my own. I was just, I feel like part of it is definitely streaming. I know people are watching and I'm kind of probably interacting with that. So I'm not completely focused on it. So I'm curious. I didn't uh, end up finishing it because I took way too long. So I'm curious to go finish it now. I think I only have like, probably 40 minutes left if i'm not streaming if i could just finish it right away and be like wow this was much easier or if it really is that hard or if i just suck that much but the uh 
there's not the puzzles are interesting and creative, but there's not not much to the gameplay besides the puzzle aspect. The uh, world is definitely very pretty, and the story seems interesting. But that I'm not really gonna know until I finish the game. But then I played some Overcooked Two with uh, Danielle. She got in the stream or podcast for the first time, and uh, could have went really bad because Overcooked Two, as you know, Cody or Overcooked in general. Is a fun game, but a very frustrating game playing co-op. <laughs> so we didn't play very long, but we're talking about maybe finding some other stream she can get on, or maybe uh, she had the idea. I think you would actually like it. I feel like this one could go even worse with frustration. Is we still have two things of labo to build, and I think they're two hardest things. So at least we stream <laughs> us building those. Was, oh God, that might. Yeah, you should do that. Okay. <laughs> I thought you would like that. I was like, I don't know if that's a good idea, but. Um, do that. Then we played some Fortnite with uh, our Master Chief skins and doing our dances and shit. You know the Fortnite life, right, Cody? How much, how much were the skins? Uh, Twenty fucking dollars. Whoa. It comes with uh, the Master Chief skin. Um, uh, I don't know if you want to call it an emblem like tattoo that goes on his back from Halo. Um, a pelican, so when he... Yeah, a pelican. So when he parachutes in, instead of a glider, he has a pelican, which is pretty awesome. Um, a little warthog that he can ride on for celebration. A couple of small things, but yeah, it's incredibly overpriced. So I'm not just kind of like, hey, well, I'm not going to justify that. I'd be like, well, I get it. And uh, I question if I should even buy it, especially at this point. I hadn't even played the game yet, and as far as I knew, I didn't like it. But I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go for it. And uh, I'm having a lot of fun with the game. I don't think I'm good at all. And the building, mixing the fighting with the building just seems like it's a. Seems like I don't know how to play games when I try and mix them together. But I'm hoping if I play a little more, I'll get better at it. Um, What's that? Did you get the Mata Black Master Chief skin style? I don't know what the hell that means. It's a Master Chief, but in black form. No. I don't think so. The online guide on how to get it. Oh, okay. Um, the next thing I'm really curious to do is to play the Blood Gulch level because I want to do that, but it seems like it's custom made, so you have to do private lobby. But I think that if we could actually get enough people, that would be so fun to do capture a flag, a private game of capture a flag in there, like old school Halo. So I'd love to do that because so far I've only played like regular Fortnite just in my Master Chief skin. But I'm having a ton of fun, which I didn't think I'd ever say about Fortnite. I don't think I'm good at it, and I think if I played it a lot, unless I got really good, which I don't expect to, that I probably wouldn't like it because I think right now I'm going against people with a similar skill level, so I actually have a chance is why it's probably fun to me. And me and James actually won on our third round. I don't know if I told you, but then Derek killed all my excitement. He said that, they also will put bots in at the early times, mixed in with real people. So I think we were probably killing computers, and that's why we thought we were so good. Um, <laughs> which I think is kind of shitty. I get that you want to ease people into it. And I think it's actually a cool idea if you had a lobby that was completely AI, so that way you didn't have to worry about random people and you could just practice. But I think it's kind of lame to trick people into thinking they're good and mixing AI in just to like hype them up. I don't know if they really think like people can't handle just like, Hey, 
you're playing against computers. If that's then you build up to think they're beating real people, but I'd rather just fucking know that. Um, but uh, yeah, never thought I'd have this much fun with that. Then I moved on. I was gonna play Gears Five High Busters, the uh, DLC campaign expansion that I talked about a couple weeks ago. It's only a couple hours, so I planned on finishing during the stream. But like I said the schedule went a little off, and then this got extra messed up because something got messed up with my install. I had made sure everything was ready, and then when I went to play it. It said that Gears needed an update, and High Busters wasn't installed, even though I did it the night before, and it was. I checked it this this morning before the stream. It said it was, and then when I went to play it. It was not for some reason, so. I went to play some of The Blob, the 360 game, where you paint the world, and haven't played a lot of it, but it was actually fun, and the music in that game is fucking awesome. And then Gears 5 finally updated and figured itself out, but uh, by that point, we were so far behind the schedule, I'd probably only play like 20 minutes of High Busters. It seems cool, but need to finish that. And then we, the last thing we played, well, we played more Fortnite at the end of the stream, but the last game, other game we played was Phasmophobia, the game we've talked about in here before and talked off the podcast. Yeah, yeah you know what I'm talking I about. I remember popping in once when you guys were playing that. Oh, really? Um, I, it's definitely a really cool idea, and I think how popular it got, there's obviously something to it, but it's really fucking janky. Like, if you think Friday 13th, like, the character animation, the movements are goofy, you gotta look up some of the shit in that game. It is, it is next level goofy. It is some shit. Um, but... Did you like it? I liked it in premise, definitely. It's uh, I didn't know what I was doing. I, even though it's not much to it, I think it's a little complicated and also doesn't explain anything to you. There is a tutorial, but Derek said not to do that. Maybe that would actually help me. Then I just thought about that. Um, but it's definitely janky. Um, but the idea of it's cool. The four-player co-op going into buildings and finding a ghost from like clues. And it's actually genuinely, genuinely terrifying, which uh, I didn't expect. And, you know, games don't usually scare me, but, like, the the mystery of not knowing. And then, like, so you'll have Derek was walking next to me. Like, oh, shit, he's here. He's here. And the way it works is proximity chat. Or if uh, you're far away from each other, you have walkie, so it's push to talk. So, like, yeah, I'm over here. And then you hear the walk cut off. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so. Um, but where it's actually scary isn't it like uh there'll be clues that the ghost is nearby so like all of her lights started flickering i was like oh shit he's here he's here and derek's like, no he's right here he's right and then i was like, derek and then you can't talk when you're dead and i looked over and his body was just destroyed next to me and i was like oh i guess he's gone james it's just me and you and neither of us know how to play this game so um it was very confusing and then also it was very pc that uh Everything was way too complicated, and Derek couldn't hear me, so my audio was like 10 times lower than everybody, so it was more frustrating than fun, even though I think the game itself would be fun. I think all the nonsense around it made it less fun, so it's very much about communicating and like telling each other where you're at and giving each other clues and everything. And I'd be talking, and they wouldn't hear me, and they'd start talking. Like, Casey, do you see that? Like, yeah, it's right here. It's right here. And like, Casey, oh, oh my God. So... Like I said, I don't think that's really the game's fault, even though I think there's definitely some issues with the game about, like, jankiness and whatnot. But I think the other stuff was more frustration, like the setup end. So I think in the premise and if everything was set up right, I think the game could be a lot of fun. 
Um, and definitely is unique, which is uh, rare for games, as we know. There's not many things that seem unique anymore. And then, yeah. so I appreciate that. And Derek said he's pretty sure it's only one guy that made it, which if that's true, that explains why it seems so outdated and janky, but it has a really cool idea. And I feel like that's seems like where, where uh, a lot of the idea and u- uniqueness is coming from right now is the stuff that you can tell they don't have enough money, but they have the, they don't have to feel like constraint to big publishers or anything to be able to do something creative and not have to worry about doing something generic to get more like mass appeal. Um, and then for Christmas, we played a couple games. We played some Super Monkey Ball. We were doing the mini games that we did that time you were over, like the Target and all yeah. that. Me and uh, my brother Nick used to play it all the time. So we popped that in and my little sister was with us as well. And we were playing that. And it was a ton of fun going through all the mini games. And it felt like the old days. So since it felt like the old days, I decided to get out an old trivia game. And I feel like I never played with you. And we should because I think you love it. Have you ever played seen it on the Xbox or the 360? No, I think I remember that though. It was with the avatars and the Hollywood theme. Yeah, that was that was the second one. I don't think the first one had that. I had both of them, and we did play the second one. But uh, the first one, I think, it was before avatars, so they just had generic characters. But based off of obviously the popular seen it board game, but those were cool an idea. But I think they were always more frustrating with having to do the DVD with the board game. So I think 360 really simplified it and having like the big physical controllers that came with it with like the button to make it feel like a game show. I just fell in love with it. You know how I feel about trivia and movies. So I was surprised this game ever got a sequel. I don't think it was popular. You know, it might have even helped. I feel like Nintendo, uh, not Nintendo, Microsoft put some weight behind it, which is weird for this kind of game. It was probably, now I say that, I'm talking over myself, but I'm actually thinking as I'm talking, at that time, Sony had Buzz, which was a very popular trivia game, which is fucking awesome if you haven't played Buzz. So maybe they were trying to go after Sony is why they put money behind seeing it. But uh, it did get a sequel, which is surprising if you don't think about Buzz. But um, it's really interesting, and it's a lot of fun. And you like movies like I do, so I feel like next time people are over, we should play it. The only downside is it's only four players, which usually when we do this kind of stuff, we have like, eight ten people playing mm-hmm. but it would also be a nice for uh when we have less people to not because i feel like some of the jack boss games when you get down to a few people it's like ah we can play but it's not really fun this game's maximum is four people so if you have that you're set and uh i just realized i never played with you guys for that reason because jack boss is a go-to and we usually have more people but i think you would love this game and i was talking i think it'd be fucking awesome to play with ryan because i feel like uh <laughs> all the obvious questions every time I come on here, but like, oh yeah, it's that one. And I feel like we would all know that, but Ryan would be so far behind that I think it'd be so entertaining. That'd probably be a funny stream in itself. Um, and I don't think it'll ever happen, but I'd love to see another scene it because I think these games are super fun. And as much as I like the physical controllers and it's cool, kind of feel like a game show, I feel like it'd be so easy to make one now and probably for a lot less money because you don't have to worry about peripherals i can't imagine that was cheap creating all those things and the sensor bar that comes with it because you need that as well that you could kind of do like a mixture of jackpots where your phone is the controller and that way you could get way more people in on it too but still have the content of seeing it like the movie clips and everything 
I don't think it'll ever happen, but I really hope it does. And then the only other things I've been playing were I've been playing The Last of Us Part 2. I know I said this multiple times, try and get through that, and I'm going to make a, a deal with myself to finish it by uh, the time we get to our next episode. So I will have that done. And then I... Oh, Danielle got me something else. I was about to talk about this. Like, Where did this come from? Danielle got me the Spyro Reignited Trilogy on Xbox One. Uh, Xbox One. So I played that a little bit with her, and I fucking love it. It's exactly as I remember Spyro, which I was worried because that game's so old now that I thought even if they modernized the controls and the graphics, it'd be so dated. But it is so much fun. I love it so much. And I told you my personal connection with Spyro because of uh, my little sister and everything. So it's uh, exactly what I imagine, which is rare because those kind of games go back and they just feel so different. So I'm absolutely loving it, even though I haven't played a ton of it yet. But what have you been playing? Absolutely nothing, man. Oh, really? Zero. I have yet to play a single video game. <laughs> well, it's, that's like two weeks even. Yeah, man. i just been working on eBay stuff. Uh, yeah. Like working between that eBay and work, uh, it's been uh, nonstop. I hear you. Put a, a single game in. Did you, uh, did Alan Wake code go through? <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot to, I forgot to let you know. Uh, what do you think? Do you think it went through? This is a code that's been out on GameStop shelf. I'm going to say yes, just because. It shouldn't, but I feel like so many people probably don't care or just think it's an insert. I uh, I put it in, and it gave me the DLC and the full game. Nice. Yeah, my instinct was to say no, because I'm like, of course not. It's a free game you can get. But, yeah, the more I thought about it, I was like, people are so lazy and don't care about certain things. They're probably just sat there anyways. Because it's a used copy, so someone had already bought this. Yeah. In. But uh, the guy was even like, I was, it felt bad for making Renee wait because like this code's not gonna fucking work. <laughs> but then the guy's like, I can't promise you anything, man. I was like, I know, I know. Just let's try it, and it worked. Very nice. And I just, I just own those games on Steam, so it's, uh, I think it's missing. Uh, it's got the add-on packs. It wasn't the actual DLC. It doesn't have the actual DLC or the. Has the add-on packs but no DLC, which was was American Nightmare. Yeah, those were like standalone Xbox Live arcade games. Is probably why it doesn't have those. Okay. The DLC ties more into the regular game. Alan Wake's free on Xbox Game Pass, right? I believe so. I know Quantum Break is, and I believe Alan Wake is. American Nightmare is not, unfortunately. Right. Dang. I think, right? I'm just asking, making up. I'm not sure because I own them already. So in my library, they show there. So I always get mixed up what's on there and what is mine. I can't even. How do I find Game Pass on this thing? Oh, here it is. So what's the uh, next things? TV shows, movies. Um. Yeah. Well, we've been watching. So if you want to get into that. Sure, man. And you want to go first? Yeah, I can do that. And if uh, you guys should let us know what you got for Christmas or if you have any media pickups or what you've been playing in the comments because like I said I really do it's not just to get more comments I would love to be able to create more of a community and hear from you guys and be able to discuss things so let us know in the comments 
And what I've been watching is most of Christmas stuff again is uh, Eight Crazy Nights we watched on Christmas Day or Christmas morning. Fantastic Christmas movie, as you know. And then Christmas night we watched Elf, Polar Express, and I'll Be Home for Christmas. Kind of had them all in the background, but had them all on for our Christmas hangout. And then besides that, I went to a movie theater again, which was nice because I've been preaching about going, but I feel like I haven't gone a lot recently. It's like, like I said, part of that is that there isn't a whole lot new coming out, so I don't completely blame people. But I still, I love going to movies, and I'm trying to make more of an effort at it. And there was a new one coming out called uh, News of the World with Tom Hanks. So me and my dad and my little sister went to see it. It's, uh, I liked it a lot. It's a movie set in um, the Civil War, and it's not a true story. It's based on a book, but uh, Tom Hanks is a news teller so he goes around the country and will read off the news for money because I was at that time it's not the internet or even really like newspaper papers traveling the country it's kind of just like went to select locations which is weird to think about so he would travel around and have to pay him to read the news but then there's a, a whole side story in there where he finds this girl that is uh, on her own, so he's trying to protect her and get her back to safety. I'm trying to talk about without spoiling, that's why. I'm not giving too much. But uh, it's not anything like groundbreaking or revolutionary or anything. It's just a, a good movie. The uh, acting is definitely really well done. The music is fucking awesome. The soundtrack, I love it. Um, but nothing like stand out about it. And then the only other thing I've been watching was getting caught up more on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia because like I said I've been behind. I'm on season 13 now, so I'm almost caught up. The uh, last two episodes I saw, though, there's a couple interesting things. Um, one of them had, I could have, it looked just like him. It was so weird how little it looked like he changed. Do you remember the bully from Christmas Story, the one that's wearing that terrible hat and always makes fun of him? Uh, they both have terrible hats. Um, yeah, redhead. Oh, the redhead. Yeah, the main one. Yeah, he was in an episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and it was so weird. It was, looked like, obviously it is the same guy, just aging, but, you know, a lot of times when um, that happens, people look a lot different. It almost reminded me of, like, when you do, like, the stupid Facebook things or whatever. Like, what do I look like in 30 years? And it still looks like you, almost identically, but people normally change a lot more than that. This looks like he just took one of those in real life somehow. I was that is totally him. I looked it up and it was. And as weird, I don't know if I've seen him outside of Christmas Story and seeing something that so spaced apart and seeing somebody that looks so similar was weird to me. And then the other episode I noticed something was uh, Mindy Kaling from uh, The Office was in it. And I realized and remembered just how much she's not funny. And everything I see her in, even things I love, like The Office or It's Always in Philadelphia or the movies I like the her in it. She adds nothing and she's just not funny. Uh she did make uh like curry or some shit with uh, the vice president. So she, she did that. Oh, <laughs> well, that's pretty funny, I guess. I like her. That was really fucking interesting. <laughs> but uh that's all I've been watching this week. What about you, buddy? Uh this week was uh I don't know, man. I was 
I've been watching too much Star Wars and nerdy shit, and, uh, and like B, probably C movies. So I was like, I gotta take a fucking break from all this nerdy, <laughs> purposely corny shit. And, and, you know that Commander Cody, General Kenobi, and laser sounds is always a fucking hearing. The Clone Wars. <laughs> so I watched a little bit of Clone Wars, and then I watched the uh, Dallas Dallas Buyers Club and. Uh, Wolf of Wall Street, which are amazing movies if you haven't seen them. I haven't Good seen either. Um, and it's mainly because I uh, have been reading this this week mainly. Oh yeah. Few weeks. Yeah, I finished Matthew McConaughey's book Green Lights, and he talks about da- Dallas Buyers Club and Wolf of Wall Street. So it's like I need a fucking palate cleanser from uh, robot beeps and <laughs> General Kenobi and Commander. <laughs> whatever and fucking laser noises but i think you should uh listen to the audiobook of matthew mcconaughey's book Casey. i think that sounds fucking awful it's uh it's him doing it of course uh-huh. uh one point a few times he keeps going back to these wet dreams he has Ugh. but i don't think he realized what wet dreams are what they're supposed to be which is usually you having sex with uh, somebody that you find attractive and uh, that's it but his wet dreams are like uh you think it's like the first time he introduces you like oh shit it's about to get real sexy because like so yeah i had a wet dream i was in a river going down the river and you're like oh shit okay you're fucking somebody on the boat and then the river starts going faster i'm still making all this shit up but it's essentially what he said and then there's these tribal people up on the hill you're like, oh shit he fucks one of the tribal guys or women and you're like Okay, what happens? And then they're there and they start yelling. Then I wake up and I came. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? That's not a wet dream, dude. You just came and like fucking looking at tribal guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, so that's that's his wet dreams. The kind of he I think he talks about three of them in there, and they're definitely not wet dreams. Yeah, it sounds like something I should never listen to, and. I was really hoping at the beginning that I thought that was a real story. I was really hoping he's going to be confused and thought wet dreams were things to do with water because you said he was in the river. Oh, no, he definitely was in the river in that one. Oh, okay. And the tribal guys was very true. That was also a real part, and I definitely thought I was going to fuck one of them. Yeah, it sounds like um, however long this book is, like three-hour version of his Lincoln commercials, so that sounds like a no for me. I think it's like 10 hours or something. Oh, okay. No, no fucking thank you. Yeah, three hours is short. Now I realize I said that, but that sounds even more fucking miserable. Double digit hours of that. And then he, uh, he also keeps going back to bumper stickers because he has a a huge obsession with bumper stickers. But so it'd be like at the end of a chapter, if he's done reading, he'll be like, bumper sticker. And then he'll quote whatever the bumper sticker he saw. Oh my god! If he's driving around and sees a bumper sticker and something sticks out to him, so he'd be like, "And then I told her I'd be back." Bumper sticker. If a man is to find the watering hole, but the watering hole is dry, did he really ever find it? And then uh, I said, "I just made that up," but that's essentially what his bumper stickers were. And sometimes too, they go on for ways you're like, "That wasn't." Matthew, that wasn't a fucking bumper sticker. He just made a poem that said it was a bumper sticker. Uh, and then he'll also whip out, I'd uh, be like, poem. As I sit lazily upon the beach, the beach turns to roses, but roses turn to beach. 
then I know true happiness. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> just the next next chapter. Uh, it's just about his life. That's like randomly interjected with a bumper sticker. So, do you genuinely like this and find it interesting, or is this like this is so fucking ridiculous? I fucking loved it. But That's like great. that, like ironically, like this is. Uh. Yeah, probably like the poems and bumper stickers was kind of ironically like it was just, it was just great. But also hearing like the stories behind, behind uh, his movies and how he got famous because he's kind of like uh, Harrison Ford where he kind of got famous a little bit later in life. Man, not late enough. Um, <laughs> anything else you want to talk about watching or listening? Uh, then I read. Uh, Game of Thrones, I'm still working on that, but mm -hmm. it's all nerdy shit that I gotta get off my palate before I can go get back into that stuff. Um, but then I also finished uh, Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace, so it's a lot of books this week. Was that three books? Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think uh, anybody out there should listen to Dave Ramsey. I don't know if you want to read Financial Peace, it's really fucking dated. It's talking about ATMs like they're like a new invention. And, um, <laughs> They don't even call them ATMs. He's like automated teller machines. Yeah. And, and not to use credit cards. It's just really dated shit. Um, and he's like talking about like how how you have to be perfect about balancing your checkbook and be very serious about your checkbook. And <laughs> fucking last time I saw someone pull out a checkbook. But uh, yeah, if you uh, have problems with money and being really impulsive, I strongly recommend Dave Ramsey. But as you can see in this room, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> I think then you don't recommend Dave Ramsey because you're like, yeah, I listen to him. He'll help <laughs> you. I listen to him. Look how much it hasn't helped. Yeah, I don't. I don't listen to him. That's no, I issue. know. Yeah. I listen, but don't listen. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just kidding. He saved me a lot. Like uh, I found him about halfway through my college and realized, like, dude, don't take out student loans and shit like that. I'm making a budget. Yeah, that's all I got, man. That's all for you. All right. We're going to move on to the uh, free games here. So this is another transition weekend month for Xbox and PlayStation, so it'll be more than normal. So on 360, you have stacking till December 31st. And the King of Fighters 13 starting January 1st till the 15th. It's so crazy to me. It was a... Uh, Roman numerals, and I was like, I don't even fucking know what that is. I had to Google what that was, and I was 13, no, no fucking reason. No, it makes sense now why I use Roman numerals, because it sounds ridiculous. Um, but yeah, January 1st to the 15th on that. On Xbox One, you have Bleed 2 till January 15th, and starting on January 1st, going till January 30th, there you have Little Nightmares, and then on PlayStation Plus, Till January 4th, you have Worms Rumble, Just Cause 4, and Rocket Arena. And on PS5, you have Bug Snacks till January 4th. And then starting January 5th, you have Shadow of the Tomb Raider and Greedfall till February 1st. And PS5, you have uh, Man Eater till January 5th till January 5th till February 1st. I'm kind of bummed that. Maneater is a PS5 game because that's the one I'm most looking forward to because I don't want to buy that game but I was like it could be fun 
but now I can get it, but I can't play it till I have PS5, and by then I don't think I'm going to care about playing Man Eater. <laughs> um, you have any fake outrage? No, nothing. Nothing? Me either. Um, I think that's it. You want to uh, cut off here? We can. We are going to do our award show, or our nominees during this, but we're going to do it in a separate video that will come out the day after this comes out. So you want to uh, start that up? Uh, yeah, we can finish this off. Um, is there any chance we can do it after the movie, though? Because I'm about to go make dinner. Yeah, it works for me. Cool, cool. So, uh, oh, yeah, I know. I don't know how these always last so long without realizing it. <laughs> they just keep going. Oh, I don't like that wink. But, yeah, we're going to go Bumper see. sticker. <laughs> going to go see Monster Hunter the first time. Was When's the last time you see a movie in a theater? Uh, shit. Your birthday, but I don't know if that really counts. Nah, yeah. What's uh, Joker? Joker, yeah, that's right. We talked about that. So that was uh, two months ago. Yeah, that's fucking bonkers. Are you ready? Yeah, I think so. Uh, is it a ghost town? I'm sure it'll be a ghost town. Oh, yeah, it's definitely going to be, which will suck because I feel like this kind of movie would be fun to have. Like, the uh, it wouldn't be like annoying to have the crowd. Unless they're being obviously obnoxious. I feel like it's fun to have the energy for these kind of movies that are just silly and fun. Because that's all I'm expecting from Monster Hunter. I heard it has been terrible reviews. But as long as it's a fun action movie, I'm expecting not the best acting, cheesy dialogue. But it has cool effect and big monsters. I'm okay with that. I don't think every movie should be that. I think there's a place for amazing storytelling, um, amazing acting. But I think a movie like this now and then is... Uh, Nice change of pace just to have some fun. But yeah, I'm sure it will be one of a maximum of 10 people in there. Will be my guess. So we'll see. I've, uh, like I said, I've been to the movies more recently and often than you, but still not as much as I would like to. And I don't know. I guess Sonic would have been the last movie I, uh, video game movie I saw. So almost a year ago. So I'm excited to see another video game movie. So we can end it here. As always, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Current Backlog. And you can email any corrections, questions, or feedback to currentbacklogs at gmail.com. And then look forward to the awards show the day after you watch this. Thank you. Bye. Goodbye, everybody.